The mountains are calling. Let's escape the noise. This is episode 54 of the Just Trek podcast. Welcome to the Just Trek podcast, where elevation is our recreation. This is your host, Justin Just Rock Ramon, coming to you from Los Angeles. On this show, you will hear stories and adventures from inspirational hikers, explorers, weekend warriors, to even creatives in the LA community and beyond. Join the Just Trek crew on our journey to True North. We aim to inspire, motivate, and elevate you to a higher state of well being. You can follow us on Instagram at just.trek. Facebook.com slash Just Trek Official and our website JustTrek.net. Just Trek Crew, what it do? This is your host, Just Rock. On this episode, my special guest goes by the name Veronica Castro. She is a SoCal-based trekker, outdoor adventurer, community organizer, wellness advocate, and is the founder of Sweat So Good. Veronica has been blessing the outdoor scene with her wellness-inspired hikes, and is a female community leader we should all be paying attention to. We chat about her very first hiking memories, incorporating wellness into group hikes, her top three trails in LA, the backstory behind creating Sweat So Good, the importance of inner work, tips and advice for long day hikes and newbie hikers, hiking for healing, exploring a Santa Monica mountain trail gem, her Mexico adventures, highs and lows for her Mount Whitney backpacking journey, her passion for dance and live music, and the one outdoor experience she would relive all over again. Here's our conversation. I hope you enjoy. Big news, Just Trek listeners. We have officially launched a Just Trek Patreon page as an opportunity for you to help support us financially so that we can keep producing more awesome content for you and the community. Patreon is a membership platform that connects content creators such as myself to our fans and supporters. So I invite you to become a Just Trek patron by going on patreon.com slash Just Trek, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Just Trek. J-U-S-T-T-R-E-K. Take a look and select a membership tier that you're comfortable with. Each tier comes with awesome rewards, such as exclusive patron-only content, access to my unreleased Trek Talk series, hologram stickers, pin and sticker bundles, shout out on an upcoming episode, special merch promo code, trip planning services, and more. I truly believe in the Just Trek podcast and your financial support will play an important role in elevating the Just Trek movement to new summits. More incredible guests, more inspirational stories, tips and advice, key learnings, life lessons for you all to take on the journey. Thank you for your continued support and make sure to go on patreon.com slash Just Trek to support your fellow podcaster and outdoor content creator. I appreciate you so much and now let's keep elevating together. Before we jump into the conversation, I want to let you know that the Just Trek merch store is officially live right now. If you would like to support my podcast journey and represent Just Trek on your adventures, please make sure to check out JustTrek.net slash shop. That is J-U-S-T 
trek.net slash shop. We currently have new merch available for purchase. I appreciate you all so much. And now let's get back to the show. What is going on, everyone? We have a community favorite joining us on the show today. This individual is a superfly trail chica, community leader, SoCal hiker, wellness advocate, and is representing hard for the lady trekkers out there. Her passion for the LA hiking community, dance and live music make her quite the adventurous soul that people just gravitate towards. And without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Veronica Castro. <laughs> Thank you so much. Dude, that was such an awesome intro. <laughs> I got you. I had to come proper with it. Flushing. <laughs> I did my job Thank then. Thank you so much. Yes, that was amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. So how you feeling? How you doing? What is good with Miss Sweat So Good? <laughs> I'm excited. I have uh, my crystals with me because I'm a little nervous. <laughs> oh, what kind of crystals? I have the rose quartz and the carnelian. What's the carnelian about? I'll tell you right now. The carnelian enhances personal power, vitality, and inner strength. Okay. You want to come correct for the podcast? I see. <laughs> You know what? I actually want to get back into collecting stones and crystals. I had a big fascination with them when I was like a uh, when I was a teenager. Oh, nice. And I just, I just forgot have... why I never got back into it. But I loved collecting like rose quartz and like different kinds of crystals. Nice. Now I know what to get you. Oh, there you go. My, my you birthday always, is because you should always be gifted. They say you should always be gifted the, the crystals. Mm, not so. just find them on your own. Well, that's fine too, but it's supposedly more meaningful when, when it's gifted to you. That would make sense. Okay. I expect um, something for Christmas, right? <laughs> and my birthday. All that. Yes. <laughs> so you'll be proud of me. So before this podcast uh, uh, recording, I actually was sweating like crazy in preparation for this. And I went to the sauna to like get my mind right <laughs> and just break a good sweat. So I hope you're proud of me. Yes, you were sweating so good. <laughs> I was sweating. Honestly, Veronica, I was sweating too good. It was like <laughs> I was in there for 30 minutes and it's actually been this one of the most important things I've like incorporated into my active uh, lifestyle. Just like breaking a sweat specifically in the sauna because I wasn't able to do like a neighborhood run today or ride my bike or hike. So I knew I needed to do something to break a sweat, you know, and uh, preparation for Miss Sweat So Good nice. over here. You know, all good things in life make you sweat. So there's no such thing as sweating too good. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I just want to acknowledge it's so amazing to have you on. And I always love when I'm able to have a guest on the show where we've both attended each other's group hikes and have just been on a ton of adventures together on our local trails. And I still remember when I first met you, you came out to my Eagle Rock group hike in the Santa yes. Monica Mountains, Topanga State Park. And that was like a really dope group of people. And you were definitely a reason why that day was so memorable because that was my first time meeting you. I'd been following you for, I think, like several months already and i was like dude this mm -hmm. it seems like a really dope girl i definitely want to meet her so that's yeah. why i wanted to invite you out to that it was a lot of fun and that was the first time i'd ever been to that trail and i was so amazed by the little like caves that are in there and you took us to that little like secret little place behind the rock and i was just yes. like this is so dope we were like crawling and stuff but it was so cool my cousin was there with me and he had a really good time there too oh that's right you brought two other people along 
my I do cousin, remember that. Timo, and then my friend Ale, and she really liked that hike too. It was really dope. Yeah, that uh, the Eagle Rock, the actual rock itself, it's so impressive and massive, and there's so many yeah. little mini caves inside of it. I know a lot of people don't know about that cave that I showed you guys, like the one where you have to scramble down mm -hmm. and then go around the side and then squeeze their little hole, and you're like, whoa, where, where'd that. this come from? Yeah. <laughs> And it has that cute little window. Oh, it's so pretty. It's so, so That pretty is there. right. That window that peeks out to uh, more canyons out and uh, overlooks and the, the Pacific Ocean. Ocean. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I love it there. I need to go back. I don't think I've done that trail since. But I think you did, right? You did another group hike to yes, I did. Eagle Rock again. Well, um, now you can use it for a future community group hike. I know, I need to do that one. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's such a good one for group hikes, especially. And I loved when you said it was your first time um, being, you know, on that trail. I think there's just something so like awesome, like when like myself and yourself and other, you know, hike leads can show places to people that they've never been to. That's like down the mm -hmm. street or in our own yes. backyard. You know, I always mm -hmm. promote this idea like hiking is traveling. You don't got to go to another city. You don't have to go to another state necessarily. You know, the sense of travel is really just exploration and new sites. Right. And it's in our backyard and we're so privileged and lucky to have like the desert, the mountains, the beach, like literally within an hour or an hour and a half away from each other. So we're super spoiled here in L.A. with that. Yeah. And, you know, I never realized this about Los Angeles or L.A. County or SoCal until like 2017. I already had been in L.A. for 13 years now and like me just opening up my mind to this new like like perspective of experience LA through the outdoors has just been literally mind blowing and has oh led to God. me doing a podcast with you, which is crazy. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people don't realize they have all of this um, literally in their backyard. So I, I do love LA for it. I do love LA for that. Yeah, we'll definitely be getting into a bunch of trails that are your favorites and uh, some particular ones that you hosted that I was rather impressed by. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's get into it. And before we get into all your adventures and community work with Sweat So Good, you know, I do want to learn more about your outdoor journey and dig deeper into that. Mm -hmm. So I want you to take us back, Veronica. What was your first hiking memory? So my first hiking memory was when I was 12 years old. Um, so 16 years ago, actually almost 16 years ago, exactly, because it was on Halloween that my brother, my older brother just randomly was like, it's going to hike because we weren't really the type of family to go um, trick-or-treating, especially in our neighborhood in South Central. It's not like the best thing to do. Mm. Um, so we decided to, to go hiking. He was like, we should go hiking. And I was like, okay. And so my dad's like, oh, you guys be careful. Like it's Halloween. You know, people could be doing rituals, especially out there in Griffith Park. Oh, what? Like, oh, we'll be <laughs> fine. We'll be fine. And so it was me, my brother, and his best friend, actually, his best friend, Deshaun. And um, the three of us did boy scout trail which i still think it's crazy that it's not on all trails mm -hmm. but it's on it's on google map or any other um map app um we did boy scout trail in the night and it was super dope um that's my very first hiking memory was with him on halloween 16 years ago <laughs> wow and that's wild then, like he opened up like a can of whoop ass like i loved hiking with him after that i would hike with him and it, like, I didn't drive at that time. So he was always driving us. And um, anytime he invited me, I was like so down for it. And we would go to the actual Hollywood sign letters. Like we would, he would actually take me there 
I think we did it three times. And on the third time, um, we actually got like the sirens on the letters and someone like on the speakers were telling us to get off. the letter. Oh, so wait, 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 let's back up. So you were actually like on the literal letters, yeah. not just behind it or like in the distance. Yeah, no, I need it. I'm going to send you a picture so you can see we're like hanging out on the actual letters. <laughs> oh, my so goodness. We would, you we rebel. <laughs> we would literally scramble from the bottom. Um, I don't even know where we would start. Honestly, it was so long ago, but we would scramble from the bottom. And whenever because, you know, there's helicopters going around there. Yes. Yes. And whenever we would hear the helicopter, we would like lay down by the bushes and just lay low until it left. And um, that's wild. And that's how we how we used to do it. That's how we used to get to the letters. But yeah, after that third time when that happened, uh, we were just too scared to go again. So we're like, damn it. It was a good run. <laughs> so the sirens went off and did you get approached by the cops or anything or what a, happened? We didn't get approached by anyone. But the people on the on the speakers were saying that it was LAPD and they were telling us to get off the letters. Mm. So we we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> OK, yeah, because that's like a that's a big citation. right? It's like a thousand dollars or something like that. I actually have no idea. <laughs> well, no good idea, thing you don't have I'm, any idea. Yeah, um, I don't want to get fined. Um, people shouldn't do that. <laughs> people shouldn't do that. You know, I admire it from afar. But yeah, I was being a bit rebellious back in the day. <laughs> Damn, I'm jealous. I've always uh, been behind the Hollywood sign, you know, on Mount Lee, um, you know, looking outwards. I've never, you know, I always kind of was itching to like jump over the <laughs> fence, you know, and just be a hike yeah. rebel, but I didn't. So no, yeah, that's what we used to do. So once we were at the letters, we wouldn't hike it back down because it would be too dark. We would hop the fence. Oh, I see. And then just go back from that route behind. Go the back letters. down the fire road or the actual mm -hmm. road. Yeah. Yeah. To go back to the trail, um, Boy Scout. I think I did that recently. Is it also called like East Observatory Trail or something like that? It goes to like the yes, actual observatory. Yes. Mm -hmm. But but that's the thing. We don't, I don't actually go to the observatory. Mm. I don't. Yeah, I did it for my women's hike. It's a killer. It's a killer workout because you go off trail. You don't see on the trail. I, I'll take them somewhere to go off trail. And then we end up going up and end up in front of that bench. I'm not sure if you know what I'm talking about with that bench. <laughs> I, I do. It's like at the bottom of the observatory route. I think I know what yeah. you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we end bench. up coming up that way and it's ah, in I front see. of us. Mm -hmm. That's so special that it was your brother that got you into hiking. I know. I love him so much. And yeah, he must him. be he must be uh, so proud of like the community you built, the group that you've founded and created. Like, what does he what does he say to you? Like when he sees all of this st amazing stuff you're doing in the outdoors? He actually nature. watched he watched my IG live with Jonathan with that interview. And I was giving him a shout out. And I, I saw in the comments, he was like, damn right. <laughs> when I was like, yeah, my brother got me. It's like, yeah, damn right. <laughs> you better recognize. <laughs> exactly. That's him. That's the type of person he is. He actually came to visit this past week. I was bummed we didn't get to hike, but um, it was good to see him. I hadn't seen him in about a year. Um, yeah, I, he left, he moved to North Dakota shortly after we started hiking. So I actually started hiking by myself after he left. Mm. Solo female hiking. Yeah. And luckily nothing scary had ever happened to me, but definitely one of the reasons why I started group hikes was because, um, you know, a lot of the times these hikes are best shared when you're with in company with other people. Sure. Absolutely. You know, you know we both know that. <laughs> yeah. 
I think it's a healthy balance for sure. You know, we do our solo hiking and then we have these social community group hikes to strike yeah. a balance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so for the Boy Scout trail and that first hiking memory, would you say that was like the moment you knew that hiking would become like a major part of your lifestyle and identity moving forward? Or did that happen for you at another point, would you say? No, that happened to me at another point. I, I, I loved hiking at that point already. I, I fell okay. in love with it, but I didn't know it was going to be a huge part of my life until I started actually doing group hikes. Because people don't know, back in the day, I started group hikes in 2016. But I would do group hikes like three, four times a week. Oh, damn. <laughs> and I would do like 6 a.m. like sunrise hikes. And I would do like sunset hikes as well. And I think the, my first group hike was Memorial Day 2016. And I had a decent amount of people. I think I had about a group of 10. But then after that, I didn't get a lot of people. It would only be like five people three people. Sometimes no one would show up, but this is how you knew I loved what I was doing because I didn't care if people were showing up. I would still go do these hikes by myself. Like I was still out there sweating so good. Um, But I stopped doing the group hikes because um, I started working and going to school. So I just didn't have time to do it three, four times a week anymore. So um, at that That's a lot, Veronica. That's a full-time job hosting. It's crazy, but you know why? Because I wasn't I was, I wasn't um, going to school full-time at that point and I was working part-time and my, my job was, my job hours were from three to six 30, I think three to six 30. Oh, okay. So I had mornings to myself and then evenings to myself as well. Um, so that's how I was able to do it that often. But once full-time school kicked in, I just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I was like imagining if I hosted the hike, three to four hikes a week I go cray cray I know but because I didn't have that many people I didn't have to worry so much about organization and you know keeping up with people it was mostly just me hiking on my own because I wanted to go hiking and if people wanted to join cool that's what it was back in 2016 I feel you when like you know when you host a group hike and there's a good amount of people 10 15 20 or sometimes more and then the next ones you know maybe a bit less like five seven and then there's another one where it's like maybe just like one or two people. And you're like, you know what? I'm out here for myself at the end of the day too. Yes. And my mental well-being, and yes. uh, to get a good workout. So exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about your incredible work. The sweat so good, which you've already been touching upon a bit. So for the people tuning in, you know, what exactly is sweat so good? How did you come up with that badass name? <laughs> also, you know, if you could uh, dig deeper also into the origin story be- behind creating the group and this community, would love to hear all that. So sweat so good was just a funny name that came about when um, my friends and I would go hiking. Um, they would talk about how they were sweating so much. So one time, my friends and I were hiking and my friend is like, damn, Veronica, you got me out here sweating. And they would always complain that they're sweating. And I'm just like, that's good. I'm like, that's so good. You're sweating so good. And I would always say it. every time I would hear them say that, I'd be like, okay, good. You're sweating so good. And it just stuck. It just stuck. And then on my Instagram, I remember I had sweat so good, but I also had um, hike it up with V. And when I was trying to decide what I wanted my community name to be, Mm-hmm. I went with sweat so good one because it's super catchy I think it's very catchy but um, I think sweat so good has more to do with like the community as a whole rather than having 
my name incorporated into it. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I just decided to stick with what's so good. And I think it's very unique too and very witty. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, all good things in life do make you sweat. So um, it was perfect to me. And um, yeah, that's, that's how the name came about. And then the community, it actually started growing last year um, when I got back into hosting group hikes last year in the summer. Um, a lot of people started joining, especially after I started incorporating self-work by me and shout out to people, them, shout out to self-work by me. They're so amazing. They're, they're a beautiful partnership. They're like relationship goals. I love them so much. How did you meet uh, them? Hanan and Michelle. So, so I know Michelle from high school. Okay. Yeah. So, so we need, we knew each other from high school, but then, um, we reconnected, we reconnected last year in September for a friend's birthday, a mutual friend that we have in common. And we went to Vegas together and we reconnected and I, I got to reconnect with her. And that's how I knew that she was like into yoga and like meditation. And she actually wasn't the first person I thought of when I wanted to incorporate meditation or, or yoga into the hikes. Um, I reconnected with another friend who I knew was super into yoga. So I asked him if he can come and, and incorporate yoga in one of my hikes. And he had said yes, but super last minute, literally the night before we were going to host this hike together, he was like, hey, I can't make it. Oh, and no. I was just like, are you kidding me? I was like, dude, like, this is so annoying. I had like sent all the emails out, like through Eventbrite to everyone. And I just like, I was just like, what a fucking bummer. And so I'm like, fuck, who can I invite? Who can do this? And then I thought about Michelle and I texted her and I'm like, hey, Michelle, hope you're doing good. I know this is super random and last minute, but would you be interested in coming and um, doing yoga on my, um, hosting yoga on my hike tomorrow? And then she was like, hey, um, actually I'm down, but I'm down for meditation, not so much yoga. And I was like, perfect. That sounds super nice. And, you know, I was just thinking, you know, we're just going to meditate together. I didn't even know what to expect. And then when her and Anon showed up, they, I don't even think they told me what they were going to do. And they just did it. And I just like, you know, gave them the floor to do whatever the hell they wanted to do. And we were at the top of, um, Topanga, the lookout trail. We're in that little Ah, uh, yes. It was yeah. on that high. The abandoned fire tower overlook, yes. <laughs> yeah, so then, um, you know, they brought out the sage and like the super amazing spritz, like lavender spritz that they spray around and they were like saging the area. And I'm just like, damn, this is really cool. And then like, she, she led us through our meditation and then she brought out her like oracle cards afterwards and was like giving everyone their cards. And I was just like, wow, like this exceeded my expectation. Like I didn't have any expectations. I was just like, this is going to go the way it's going to go. And it ended up being so amazing. And literally after that, I was just like, I have to have them like on my hikes, like all the time, because they just incorporated another level of intention to the hikes that I'm hosting. And that's when wellness hikes became a thing for me. And I've been getting such amazing feedback from people where now I'm just like, I want to continue to curate these experiences for folks. And it's been so amazing. And I love seeing people enjoy this and seeing people on these hikes just lets me know they're being intentional with themselves and they themselves want to heal or allowing space to have me time, which is super important in someone's life. So it's been amazing so far with this community. 
Yeah, you're doing some special work in the community, especially incorporating self-work by me. And it really makes you stand out because, yes, hiking itself and bringing people on these routes, bringing them to beautiful overlooks, scenic vistas, you know, hitting caves, whatever it, whatever <laughs> it may be, is also very fulfilling. And a great workout is always great for our mental and uh, physical well-being. But, you know, doing the meditations, you know, doing the... Um, also, the stretching and the yoga being incorporated just brings a whole nother dimension of like memories to each hike that you host. Yes. And, and not only self-work by me, but I've also collaborated with Noemi, who also incorporates That's yoga right. into, mm-hmm. the, into the hikes. And, um, you know, I'm going to have um, a dancing instructor next week come and, you know, do some movement therapy with us. So I Hell want to yeah, keep- <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I'm super excited for that one, too. And then in November, I have another special guest that's going to incorporate um, a different type of wellness component to the hike. So I'm trying to connect with as many people in this community to curate some awesome experiences for people. Keep it up. You're doing great at the curation with the hiking curation and the wellness experiences. Thank you. Yeah. What it's was I going to say? Um so Sweat So Good started in, you said, 2016, correct? Mm-hmm. And then you started introducing the wellness component when again? Last year in November. Okay. So that's more of a more, like, not necessarily recent, but like after you took, you started incorporated after you took a break from hosting group hikes, right? Yes. Yes. And I feel like that's what, so far it's been what makes Sweat So Good stand out is having that wellness component to the hikes. I mean, hiking itself is already such a a great escape for people. And, you know, this wellness part is just that little, like I said, that little extra layer of intention. And if anyone out there wants to collaborate, that wants to hear about this, hearing about this, you know, feel free to connect with me. <laughs> I think the wellness component definitely makes it, uh, it all stand out, but I think you make it stand out just as an individual and your personality and your energy. So I want to give you, you know, your props Thank on that. Thank you. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah, I try to make, I try to connect with folks as, I, as much as I can when I'm on these hikes. I've mentioned this before. It's so hard to connect with everyone when it's like a big group. That's why I'm also very thankful when it is small, intimate groups, because I'm able to connect with folks more. Like the hike we just had recently, um, for the full moon hike, I met a lot of folks that I hadn't seen before. And um, a lot of people were early. So I was able to go around and talk to them and share. Um, I was going around with wellness cards. And I was like, Oh, pick mm-hmm. a card. Let's see what you get. I hope you connect with your card, you know. So that was actually a very cute exercise. I'm gonna start doing that moving forward too. Yeah, those trail conversations are special, especially when the group is much smaller, and you can actually intentionally listen you know, yes. because, you know, with these larger group hikes, you know, they serve their purpose too to build community, uh, have these forever memories for people. But, you know, us as hosts and leads, especially the big collaboration ones, it's hard to really like um, give like good, like listening to people or like really chat with them. You can only give like a minute of your attention until you got to like go to the next overlook or host the next part right. of the experience. We're very like, uh, like all over the place, I feel like. Right. And it's like you, you're you listening and you're listening to the person, but you also have so many other people you want to talk exactly. to and you don't want to make them feel like left out. So I'm like trying to talk to someone else too. Um, but you know what? That's also why I like doing the hangouts after um, my hikes 
you know, whether it's like hanging out at the park or hanging out at the beach or going to a restaurant nearby after the hike, because, you know, I do want to connect with folks after the hike too, you know, it's a cool little cool down, but we're also like connecting with each other afterwards. Yeah. I saw you did like a a hangout with like mimosas and brunch somewhere. (laughs) Where was that at again? This um, Mission Point Loop in Melbourne Park. I think that's what it's called. Um, There's the park in the bottom of, you know, all the trails in O'Melveny Park. And it's really, really beautiful out in the valley. And so I was like, it's perfect. Like we can picnic and we can have some mimosas. And then I also brought bubbles for everyone. And I'm just like, yeah, bubbles oh my all goodness. around. <laughs> and it was so much fun. I actually want to do that, that one again, because that was like the perfect place for, for a mixer. Speaking of mixers, I kind of want to do like a mingles singles mixer <laughs> oh here we go we got a we got a <laughs> veronica's launching a dating hiking experience <laughs> i want to be the like outdoors a, i want to be a cupid and because i know so many people that join are like single and i'm like mm, you would be good with this person and i'm just like how can i make this happen <laughs> so uh, i'm going to create gonna... an app for like outdoorsy people to connect <laughs> that'd be so cool that'd i'm be sure it's out there cool. there has to be um yeah, I'm gonna do a poll on my on my Instagram page. That would be a big hit. How many yeah. people are interested? <laughs> yeah, because I feel like also when people are on these group hikes, they just also meet better quality people. I know we're biased, yes. but I really do feel about that strongly. You know, I've been in yeah. different spaces, whether it's like, you know, dance, music, nightlife, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I've met a, a ton of wonderful people in each different space, but you know, being outdoorsy and becoming a hiker and meeting other people into this kind of like lifestyle. Oh my goodness. The quality of the people I've been meeting the past five years has just been massive, like massively better. Yeah. And you know, as adults it's well, at least for me, it's really hard to meet new friends as adults, you know, like you're working and then you're just having your social life with your your already set group of friends. And I feel like hiking has been a great way to meet new people and make new friends. Very because true. Other than that, like I'm at a bar or I'm like hanging out dancing somewhere, you know? And like you said, people have like different mindsets or, you know, different quality of people when you're at like a bar or, or like in the dancing scene. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, meeting people in the hiking community has been amazing because I've met some wonderful people and I met some wonderful people through you including you. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate like, that. I just hit my mic, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, finish that thought. I appreciate you uh, acknowledging that. Yeah, no, of course. Meeting you has been amazing. And I've told you before, you're like the master catalyst. And I'm sure other people who have met you also feel the exact same way, like make wonderful connections through you as well. So I'm very glad we met Justin. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm glad you came on that Eagle Rock group hike. Yeah. And so you can meet some other wonderful souls. You know what? I do want to bring this up. I feel like when people are in the, they spend time in nature and they meet others, whether it's hiking a nature stroll, you know, whatever that outdoor experience is, you know what I think is so beautiful and powerful about when you connect with someone on the trails, I feel like you can connect with people just as people. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of times when we're out at these social settings and, you know, like a networking event, a mix or a bar or some kind of social gathering, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, social ladder climbing, a lot of agendas here and there. I feel like when people are hiking together, 
like you're stripped of like everything you're stripped of like whatever your job title is at this company like if you're this influencer like i feel like people open themselves up more when they're hiking on the trail so they can just connect as just humans you know 100 percent 100 percent. and that's one of the reasons why i like hiking in itself is because when you're out in nature you're very ignorant of whatever's going on outside and you're just present and you're enjoying the moment and you're there to be grounded and disconnect from whatever's going on outside. So when you're already in that state of mind and you're meeting other people that are in that exact state of mind, it's like magic. <laughs> it, it is magic. Honestly, it truly it is. is. You know, we've forgotten how to bond with each other outside of like, you know, different social settings like nightlife mm-hmm. and like other things. And it's, I think that's why there's been such a massive resurgence of like people spending time in the outdoors and connecting with one another. Cause that's what people were doing back in the days and their ancestors, exactly. you know, and the natives mm-hmm. and then the indigenous. Yes. So it's a very good point. I agree a hundred percent. And I want to backtrack also to, I know we were talking about, you know, how sweating is so like beautiful and so important. I want to bring this up for people because there's something deeper when it goes to sweating. And I love that as part of your name. It's uh, people break a sweat because it's not only good for you, like physically, Mm -hmm. but like it can affect you mentally as well. And what I mean by that is, you know, have you ever heard this uh, phrase? If you can change your physiology, you can change your psychology. I've never heard of that, actually. And what it alludes to is like physical activity is what it's mainly alluding to and like breaking a sweat. Like sometimes a lot of us might be like, very anxious or in depressive episodes or we're healing from something and we need to like do something physical to break a sweat so we can change our physiology. So it gives us the opportunity to, you know, to change our psychology and how we think about things and how we think of ourselves. I don't mean to get too deep there, but I I definitely that. um, that breaking a sweat has been such an important part of like my, you know, wellness and well-being, I would say. Yes. And breaking a sweat is also a cleanse. It's a mm-hmm. detox. It's amazing what it does to your body. So yes, I agree with you. Because I remember in the conversation you had with our good friend Juan from Outdoor Adventure Plus, you were like, yeah, sweating is sexy. S- sweating is yeah. beautiful. It's not it this, is. ew, you're sweaty. Like, no, like in the hiking community, especially like that's how I know you're putting in work and you know, you're going to see that like peak or that beautiful overlook. Exactly. Yeah. When I, when I um, am out dancing, like uh for bachata, like, I don't know if you've ever gone to Steven's Steakhouse. I've heard of it. I remember it. one time I was dancing and this guy was super embarrassed that he was sweating so much. And he was just like, he like would bring out his <laughs> handkerchief and he would like, he'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, sweet. I'm like, dude, it's okay. And I'm like, dude, you're dancing and it's hot. Like, it's fine. I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, wipe your sweat. It's real fine. Come on, let's get back into it. <laughs> See, there you go. He, he found a good one. He found a real one. Yeah, there's oh. nothing wrong with sweating. I love sweating. And like I, yeah, like I said before, sweating is sexy. Yeah, dancers definitely um, understand for sure. <laughs> um, so as it relates back to sweat so good in this beautiful community, uh, you that you've been curating and nurturing. You know, was there a moment you realized you had something truly special going on going on with sweat so good? Yes, the moment I realized this is very special going back to my dear friends, Michelle and Anon, was Mm. when they joined me. I knew it was going to be very special because after that first, after that first initial event we did together, and then we did another one and, um, oh, hike was it? Solstice Canyon? I think that's what it's called. Okay. Yep. Very familiar. We, We did it again. And 
my sister and my cousin came out to that one. And I remember my cousin telling me after the meditation session, she was like, I felt like crying, like in the middle of meditation. And I'm like, that's, that's okay. I'm like, that's fine. Like meditating brings these emotions that you often don't feel when you're just being present with yourself and focusing on your breath and reflecting. And I was like, and that's really fine. It's okay to cry. And that's what Michelle had mentioned too. Like, it's okay if you get emotional and these feelings come to surface when you're meditating. Um, and I took that as a good sign. And then I remember Derek shared some super beautiful words with me ah. about that too. Actually, let me, hold on. Let me bring it up on my yes because I posted it I think I, I know like, what you're talking about yeah I thought it was so sweet and I'm just like I'm like Derek this touched my heart and I shout like, out to Derek Assam the music shout curator Derek. okay expedition said, radio <laughs> <laughs> he said the two things that helped me out remembering to focus on my breath letting that bring me back to staying centered in my body this has been helping me ever since our hike I took my cards with me to class and pulled just from the blue ones, rest and balance, which have been the most helpful to me. Thank you for what you do. It led to this. Know that your hiking group is bigger and more than just hiking. The positive ripple effects still are beneficial. And I wow. thought that was so, so sweet of him. And I was just like, oh, this is why I continue to do what I do was because if someone is benefiting from this in a positive way and can carry this through their week or whatever they're going through at that time, I love that. And it wow. brings me a lot of joy. It brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. This is why we do it. Those, those, that kind of feedback just hits us, you know, so special. Like yeah. it, it reinvigorates us when we feel burnt out about, you know, our endeavors or passion projects, like everyone tuning in, like if you've ever been on a group hike and you felt like some kind of connection with that lead or just very grateful, express that to them. It, it, it keeps the fire going with a lot of us. It does. Yeah. It really makes a difference. Even though like I don't I don't do this for anyone to say anything to me, but it it really does warm my heart when I do hear the feedback. Oh, absolutely. It's very validating. It lets you know that you're on the right path with what you're doing with Sweat So Good and the yes. impact that you're making on these people. You know, the what mm -hmm. he just that message he wrote you was so like that's poetic, you know. <laughs> so eloquent. He's so awesome. Yeah. All right. So I know you've done a ton of trekking and exploring all over SoCal and beyond. And on this podcast, a major part of it is I always want my listeners and the Just Trek community, you know, to discover new places to explore new routes, new peaks, you know, th so that they can fill their soul with new experiences. So I'd love to know from Veronica, what are your top three trails in SoCal at this very moment? And why is each a favorite for you? Okay, so one of them for sure is Cooper Canyon Falls. This was, I think... Angeles National Forest, correct? Yes, Angeles okay. National Forest. But you literally drive so deep into the forest to get... Have you done this hike before? You know, I've heard about it, and I heard that it's a pretty damn beautiful waterfall. And yes. it's a gem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's not only the waterfall. It's the entire hike to get there. The entire trek is amazing. It's just like, you don't feel like you're in L.A., at all you're deep in the forest you're surrounded by these huge trees that almost look like redwoods wow and not only does it look beautiful like throughout the entire year but the waterfall when you get there it's so amazing and then you have to like climb down a rope to get there so you know you get to have that little man versus wild moment when you're out there <laughs> 
and it's really beautiful. And then you can also, before, before getting to the waterfall, for people that want to be extra adventurous, you can off-road a little bit and get off the trail and then you, you'll find a beautiful river and a nice little creek that a lot of people actually don't go to. And I like saying these things because I feel like this, this all of these hikes are accessible to people and people should be aware of these little gems. And of mm. course, leave no trace. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, no, you're gonna expose this trail. But I'm like, why shouldn't people have the same opportunity that you have to enjoy this beautiful part? I think everyone should have the opportunity to, to hike to these beautiful spots. And maybe they'll bring out more people, but leave no trace and we'll all be good. Thank you for bringing this up because you're bringing up the topic of uh, gatekeeping, outdoor yeah. gatekeeping. And I think we all do that, even including myself, to various degrees. And you're right. It's uh, sometimes we got to ask ourselves the question, like, why is it only just me that can experience this? Like, yeah. why can't I not spread the love, but also educate people at the same time if it's a right. place that. Yeah, 100 uh, percent. If it's a certain, and I've said this before, if it's a certain ecosystem that should be off limits and protected and people shouldn't walk there, then of course, I'm not going to tell you to go there. And I'm not going to go there myself either. But this is a place that's meant to be explored. Mm -hmm. This is a trail that's open to everybody. So there shouldn't be a problem with telling people where to go or how to get there. You know, is this an easy route, moderate route? Like what do the stats look like on this? I'm always curious about the stats. For Cooper Canyon? Yes. I think it's a moderate hike and it's somewhere between four to five miles. Okay. Good yeah. for a group hike. It is. It's very beautiful. And then when you get snow, it's even better. You just have to be very careful because it gets very icy. So you definitely need like the right shoe gear to get there because it can Micro get dangerous spikes. in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy that we get uh, snow in the San Gabriel Mountains. That still trips me out. I know, right? Yeah. But like I said, we're so spoiled. We get to have snow here too. Yeah, we uh it really shocked me the varied like landscapes and mountain ranges, obviously Santa Monica Mountains, the coastal hikes, and then you got the big peaks and the forest of the San Gabriel Mountains, Angeles National Forest. And mm -hmm. you know, my latest podcast guys was a wildlife photographer. Now I'm just so like mind blown of like all the, the wildlife and bears and lions that actually reside in the forest out there. I know that was a trippy episode. Was super <laughs> You're like, God damn it. They're He's really so out here. Cool. <laughs> I know. So that's one hike that I, that I really like was Cooper Canyon Falls. And then another one is of course, Topanga Lookout. I love that show because it's easy and anyone can do it. And um, shout out. I, I hope I'm saying it right. Hanje or Hanye Cafe. They're this cute little coffee stop right on the on Saddle Peak Road. I think that's what it is before you get onto the um, entrance. And okay. they sell coffee and lemonade and they're the cutest little coffee shop business there. Uh, they have certain dates when they're there. But I remember when I took my dad, he loves coffee. And so the fact that they were there, I was just like, score. I hope he wants to come hiking with me again. <laughs> that's but, awesome. But uh, that's another hike that I like as well is Topanga Lookout Trail, especially for um, meditations, yoga, or summit ciphers. <laughs> yes, I was, I was hoping you were going to mention, <laughs> include that. That was so dope, honestly. So one of my favorite memories there was that. That was a crazy day. <laughs> that was a crazy, what uh, Veronica's so dope. Uh, talking about everyone is uh, myself, Just Trek, and Outdoor Adventure Plus. We hosted a, uh, it was like a double hike day. We went to Saddle Peak, and then we went to the Topanga Overlook or the Topanga Lookout um, 
for a summit cipher like sunset dance party and it was just like the craziest so visual awesome. it was just a mixture of like everyone living their best lives and dancing we brought out a boom box it was a whole like it was a whole party on the summit like oh, literally a forever memory <laughs> and i was telling you like i would totally take this over a house party any day any day like i want to have my birthday party there next year oh snap <laughs> it's go. gonna happen y'all stay tuned she's gonna send <laughs> out an event bright link <laughs> That'd, That'd be a be great really idea. Fun, honestly. Yeah. But that was a, that was a very nice moment. Um, and then my third trail. Yeah, what's a I third? Is um, of course has to be Boy Scout trail, the trail that started everything. The nostalgia. People, st- people still are not aware of like that back route to take you up towards the bench. So um, I, I enjoy going there for a quick workout. If I, if I want something near me, cause it's very local to where I live. Um, and it has incredible views. So that will forever be one of my favorites is Boy Scout Trail. Great. So recap, Boy Scout Trail, Cooper Canyon Falls, and Topanga Overlook. You covered mm-hmm. all the three major like uh, green space areas in, the, I know, right? <laughs> in L.A. So good job. Yeah. <laughs> we went from Santa Monica Mountains. Wait, no, we went to uh, we're Angeles National Forest slash San Gabriel Mountains to Santa Monica Mountains, to Griffith Park. Yes. And Griffith Park is just an, such a special place in Los Angeles. It's like the second largest uh, municipal, like urban park in the country, from what I remember. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's so many aspects of Griffith Park, so many trails, you know, Boy Scout being many of them. I think what really trips me out about Griffith Park, there's so many entrances to it that give you yeah. a whole nother experience to that whole like, area. When we did um, Wisd- uh, Wisdom Tree, that's I had no right, idea yeah. that was an entrance to get to the Hollywood sign, let alone like an entrance for another hike. Mm-hmm. A steep like, entrance. Yeah. And it's so funny because I take that exit. What's that exit? Um, Barham? Yeah. Barham, Wonderview Drive area. Yeah. I always take that exit when I'm going towards Burbank from Hollywood. And I was never curious as to what the heck is on that side of the mountains. And little did I know that's the way to get to another trail in Griffith Park. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably one of my favorite uh, places like near the city to experience like a sunset and host a group hike is going up that steep 0.75 miles to the Oof. wisdom tree. And then what actually my favorite part of that trail is remember the ridge going from the wisdom tree to behind the Hollywood sign? Yes, that mm-hmm. ridge is I love that ridge because it's like peaceful. It's isolated. It's rocky. It's got a little scrambling. I think that's what really makes that trail super uh, special. Dude, when you did your sunset hike there, uh, when was it a month ago? You had an epic sunset there. That's right. Beautiful <laughs> sunset. It was wilding out. It definitely put on a show for us. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I'm here today because. I need to come here more often. And my friend saw and she's been wanting to go. She's like, oh, man, I should have gone. I'm like, yeah, girl, you missed out. But we can go again. <laughs> yeah, it's so close to us. Um, yeah, that, oh, there was a good amount of people that day. It was like 20 people. That, that was a really awesome sunset group. Like, you know, as you've noticed, I always try to bring people on these sunset. Yeah. <laughs> sunset treks, because that's how like really my journey, like really started in my mind was a sunset, sunset. trek on Sandstone Peak, as you know. Oh, man, don't get me started on that one. I, I still need to go to Sandstone Peak for a sunset, but that hike in itself is amazing too. Yeah, you will eventually see a sunset and not just a backdrop of gray like on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I'm oh still upset God. and butthurt. Everybody, <laughs> I had a I had a private like birthday hike event. It was back in March, March 31st or around then. 
And Sandstone Peak had one job to do. It just had to show <laughs> the majesty of the ocean and the surrounding peaks. And it was an overcast day. I thought it was going to open up when we all reached the summit, but to no avail, you know, it didn't Literally happen. So misty. Everything was so foggy. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even like misty or foggy to the point you could see like deeper. It was just straight up like gray. Yeah. <laughs> like a grace, a gray screen and all the photos came out hella funny. I was like, this looks like we were just like a green, green screen backdrop. And I was like, you know what? Just take what nature gives you. At least all these people are here. You to had make an it epic group so. there honestly that was epic too that was the trail avengers of the community or mm -hmm. a, a lot of them for sure that was a fun day as well you have a lot of dope as events <laughs> yeah i need to get back on it um definitely been taking a break from uh you know the community events september was a wild <laughs> was a wild one for me i definitely felt like i like not overdid myself but i, I definitely needed to take a step back from the collabos for just a month so. No, there's definitely times where, I mean, we've said this before too, hosting, especially big group hikes can be very draining sometimes. It takes a lot of energy. So Absolutely. I totally understand taking a break from it. Yeah. Cause we pour so much into it to make it such a welcoming environment, safe yes. environment, connect people. Yes. Like, I don't think people realize like, like we care about this shit so much. Yes. So we pour so much into this. So, you know. It's only normal for our energy to get drained just a little bit. Absolutely. And that's why we got to, you know, do solo hikes and do our smaller group hikes to mm -hmm. re-energize ourselves. So, yes, exactly. All right. So thanks for sharing your top three trails in SoCal. That was a wonderful selection. And uh, for explaining also why each one was uh, special to you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, from all, all of that and just all your knowledge you've learned throughout your hiking journey, you know, I also want the listeners to get good tips and advice from my guests in the podcast. So what would you say are like some tips and advice that have greatly helped you out personally, you know, for long day hikes? And after you get into that, like newbie hikers. So definitely, I would say do your research on whatever trail you're going to do before attempting to do it. Um, definitely take enough water, depending on how long the trek is going to be and always take extra. Um, take plenty of snacks and electrolytes as well. Uh, because you want to fuel yourself as you're, you know, um, getting exhausted through this hike. You want to make sure you keep yourself fueled. Um, for sure, pace yourself and take as many breaks as you can, because you don't want to exhaust your body to the point where you feel like you can't make it anymore. Um, and it's okay if you want to turn around as well, but, you know, make sure you pace yourself, make sure you remember to breathe, take long breaks. Um, do not feed the animals. <laughs> And definitely leave no trace. Please remember to pick up after yourself. Um, that's why I'm, I'm super thankful for, for community leaders that do do the um, community cleanups mm -hmm. because a lot of these trails are, well, actually not as many trails are um, trashed anymore, which I'm very happy to see. Um, but there are still times where I'm hiking or like I went to the Sixth Street Bridge the other day and I walked it. And I'm just like, why is there so much trash here? Like there's trash cans on the bridge. I don't understand where there's trash on the, on the sidewalk. But of course I was cleaning it as I was going, I'm like, man, people are so dirty and I'm putting it in the trash. And then I'm, yeah. But yeah, please leave no trace, y'all. Yeah, because, you know, we, you want to take care of the land we explore. Mm -hmm. And I feel that hiking is such a powerful tool to uh, establish that connection of actually caring about that trail, that route, because, you know, for a lot of us, we never 
the reason a lot of people litter, I feel, you know, and just throw trash wherever, like in parks, hikes, mountains, wherever, is they don't have a connection at all. They don't hike. They just got dragged along by a friend or like their family, like a family, Mm -hmm. like yearly, like camping outing. So I feel like hiking is definitely a great way and exploring to establish like, you know, um, connection with the Mm -hmm. land you explore. Absolutely. Yes. And for, you know, for you in particular, you know, you are a hiking group lead of Sweat So Good. Maybe do you have any tips and, and advice to drop on hiking leads in regards to like hosting group hikes? That you can think about hmm. tips honestly i feel like everyone that i've met so far that are leads have been amazing like you juan um vic will honestly i don't I, I wouldn't have any tips you guys already do such an amazing job with hosting and leading these events honestly yeah i i don't have any tips <laughs> no you're good yeah, you got tips for me <laughs> I mean, my biggest tip is, you know, keep doing you, you know, your uh, your hiking group, your community, you know, is an extension of who you are, which is why I think you do so well. You do a lot of awesome collaborations. Keep obviously doing the wellness component. That's always a, a really standout thing about what you do. Yeah, And just Thank keep you. I think uh, just do your best to stay consistent because that's the hardest thing with, uh, you know, hosting group hikes, something I need to do better job on i feel like i'm very hot and cold sometimes with like hosting group hikes i'll like host a bunch at this one time and then i'll take a break and host a bunch so um yeah but that's that's fine like we were talking about especially because you're also not only doing the group hikes but you also do your podcast you that's know very true, so, yeah. i have to keep reminding myself of that yeah yeah you have these two amazing things going on so it's totally fine to take a break from one to really focus on the other and then get back to the other one you know that's totally fine too yeah thank you for reminding me of that because literally doing the podcast episodes is an event in and of itself as you <laughs> you can tell from the process you know yeah yeah you also pour a lot of love into this so it's totally fine and it's going well for you so you're you know you're doing a good job yeah i think my favorite thing about you know this podcast and it's just been the biggest blessing is that it's connected me to people such as yourself people i never thought i would be connected to you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah 100 percent Aww. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, my part of my story, I was like heavy in the dance community. And, you know, I always I was in that for such a long time. So being able to reinvent myself as this like podcaster and hiker has been like very crucial to just me, you know, evolving in life, as I would say. Person. Yeah, evolving as a person, for sure. That's amazing. And from organizing all these different community hikes, was there one in particular that had the most impact for you personally? Personally, one where you were just like, you know what, damn, that was that was special. Like that was a special group of people. Or maybe you had a certain realization from a certain group hike that you hosted that you took with you, you know, into your everyday life. It's hard to pick one when it comes to like it being very special because all of them are always very special and unique in their own way. One is they're all different. It's always different in a different Mm -hmm, experience. mm -hmm. But Personally, one that I feel made an impact to me was Matilaha Falls, the one that was co- was led by Imelda. And oh, shout out to Imelda. Shout out Imelda, someone else that I met through you. <laughs> you know where I met uh, her, right? Did she no. ever tell you? Oh, wait, was it because we actually know? Remind me? <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if I actually told you, but I was 
I brought two friends out to the Simi Valley area to do the hummingbird trail to find that hidden cave with like the the nets and like the the hammocks. Do you know what oh, I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yes, yes. And she was in there with another friend. Uh, it was Gabby. And, oh, um, Gabby! Did you meet Gabby? Yes. Yeah, and like they were the only two people in the cave, and it was my first time there, and I had like some stickers and Aww. pins on me. And I was like, yo, we're, we're a hiking group. Here's some pins and stickers. And ever since then, we stayed connected. And she's come out to a handful of group hikes. I love that. Yeah. I remember she told me she was on a hike and she had your pin already. And I think she saw like Matt or someone. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking you're about. Like, hey, you know, just track. And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she was doing Sandstone Peak. And Matt noticed that pin. and was like, hey, you know, Justin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Oh. Yeah, she's oh, I love her so much. I'm so glad that we and we met on your birthday hike and That's right. Like I saw sparks. We saw sparks that day. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you guys are holding the sandstone peak sign too, I remember. Yeah. Which is not there anymore, but <laughs> Well, yeah. but yes, back to my story. She was leading the Matilla Falls hike because I wanted to do a group hike there, but I wasn't familiar with the area. She was, so um, she led the group and I was also collaborating with the Vamos crew, shout out Vamos crew. Um, but it was very, very special to me because I had my younger brother with me. Uh. So my brother is 15 years old and I, he started hiking last year with me. Um, I took him on a hike for his birthday and he did five miles with me last year. And ever since then, we've gone on small little hikes here and there. I've taken him to Cooper Canyon and I've taken him to, um, some hikes in Fullerton and what's another one that we've done together. Oh, I took him to the Bighorn Mine Trail too. Oh, I'm sure he loved so that. I haven't done that one yet. Yeah. Oh, he loved it. And, and so I was, he was asking me one day, he's like, Oh, when are you doing another hike? And I'm like, I actually have a hike this weekend, but it's, it's hard. And it's like a couple hours away. And then he was like, Hmm, how hard? And I was like, I call him Choco. I was like, Choco, it's really hard. Um, it's it's like, t- I forgot how many miles. I think it was about 10 miles. It's like, it's like 10 miles. And then he was just like, I can do it. And I'm just like, all right, if you feel you can do it, well, then come. And so he came and of course I prepped him. We got him boots. I told him, wear your boots throughout the house all week, you know, so you could break them Smart, in. smart. I bought him his little water pack. And so he was very excited. But what he had a great time, by the way. But he, in that trek, um, experienced heat exhaustion. And so it was very scary. And um, we were like one of the last ones in the back. But thankfully, Carlos, who was part of the Vamos crew, we call him the medic (laughs) because he like always has like the supplies. And so he was like taking care of him the entire way. So I was super thankful for him. But while they were walking together towards the end of the hike, they were connecting. And something that's special to me is, um, you know, my brother doesn't really have any positive male figures in his life. You know, we're all just women. He has sisters and like my older brother lives away. So he doesn't really connect with him and his father's not the best person. And so he doesn't have a lot of male figures in his life. And so there was so many different males there that are amazing people, especially this guy, Carlos. And they were having a great conversation because he was just about to start high school. So he's like, oh, you're in high school. Like, are you going to join any clubs? These are conversations that I've already had with him. Like, oh, are you going to join a club, Choco? Oh, you should join a sport and this and that. Talk to him about the benefits of this for like college. 
but you know, I'm his sister. So he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like you won't yeah. pay as much attention. It's to a familiar, it's too but, familiar of a voice. Yes. So now hearing this from somebody else, you know, it, it was totally different for him and he was paying more attention and I saw them connecting. I was just like, that's beautiful. So cute. I was like, this is so sweet. And my brother had an amazing time. He did even like past the heat exhaustion part. Like he was okay. He was able to, to rest and, you know, Carlos really helped him out. Um, but now he, he still, he still wants to come hike with me. So I know like that wasn't like the end all. <laughs> and not only that, but I remember last month he told me he wanted to join football and I'm like, Oh shit. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, yeah, I'm happy for you. I'm like, that's probably not what I wanted you to join, but this is a start. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, football so, um, or football? No football. <laughs> oh, okay. Football. I'm like, oh, I kind of wanted him to run track or, you know, cross country, but okay, football. I'm just not a big fan of all those hits. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> but that was American football is rough for yeah, sure. It is. It's not my favorite. Um, but that's why this hike was very, very special to me was because, you know, my little brother was part of that and he was able to make some connections with some, some really nice people out there. Good for you for bringing him out. Happy that nothing bad happened with him with the heat exhaustion, because I've been in a lot of situations with that, even <laughs> including myself. I've got a heat stroke and it's it's very scary to see someone, you know, close to you, yeah. especially a foul member, go through something yeah. like that. So I shout out to been, Carlos. Shout out Carlos because Carlos, because I would have been I, I would have been panicking and I, you know, I don't even think I had enough um anything cold or wet for him but Carlos mm. did you know so you know I was so thankful for him and then another friend had like extra snacks for him to eat you know Carlos had the extra electrolytes so I was definitely not in panic mode as much as I would have been if he wasn't there so yeah super thankful for him yeah everybody heat exhaustion is very real out there yes. so you have to take extra water or just don't go on the hike that day or just go earlier or yes. closer to sunrise or sunset Mm -hmm. um, I always promote that a lot. I've definitely been in some situations though where I pushed it. So I've definitely learned my lessons a few times. Yeah. So that's why it's also important. Another tip to, to check the weather before you go do this hike, whatever hike you decide to do. Yeah. The night before the morning of, cause sometimes the weather does change. Yes. Especially yes. in those higher elevation, actually the higher elevation peaks is where it's actually cooler. So that's actually where you want to escape to. Right. <laughs> All right, so I want to dig deeper with you, Veronica. And I know you hike to break a good sweat, to build community and bring like-minded individuals into the outdoors. But more importantly, you use hiking for healing. And yes. I know that's a major part of your journey and why it's so special to you. So what aspects of hiking allow healing for you? And after you get into all that, are you healing from anything in particular yourself? Yes, so definitely hiking has been a huge part of healing for me. Hiking allows me to remain centered and grounded. And it always allows me to disconnect from anything that's going on or from, from anyone. And when I'm out in nature, I'm just able to reflect and check in with myself and ask myself like, how am I doing? Like, how am I feeling? Um, am I happy? If I'm not, what can I do to change things? You know, and honestly, sometimes I don't even go and ask myself questions when I'm hiking. Sometimes I'm just enjoying myself. I'm in the moment and I'm present and I'm happy with whatever's around me at that time. Mm. You know, um, like I said before, uh, when I'm out in nature, I'm just wholly ignorant of anything that's going on outside. This is where I can disconnect and I can just be present. 
Um, and honestly, that just brings me a lot of happiness. Um, so what am I healing from? <laughs> well, what yeah, if you're was, open to discussing that on any 100%. type of level? Um, so what I was healing from, I feel like um, I'm already pretty healed, but what started this journey last year, um, I was in a very serious relationship with someone um, and I allowed a lot of emotional and physical abuse for far too long when I was in the relationship. I, I lost myself. I forgot who I was as a person, as an individual outside of um, this relationship. And what led to the what led to the breakup was, you know, just a lot of moments of love bombing and abuse, love bombing and abuse. And it was just like that cycle for a very long time. So I was obviously very, I was very in love with this person, um, but they showed a very negative side after like a year into the relationship. And so the day we broke up was very traumatic. We were out in Sacramento for, you know, his friend's birthday and I had never gone river rafting. And so that's what we were going to do. And um, we're on the river and it was like a lazy river, you know, nothing extreme. Um, but I don't know how to swim. And I didn't have a life vest on, you know, obviously, cause we're just chilling on the river raft and, you know, we're drinking. We got into a really bad argument in a very bad fight. And while we're arguing, you know, on this, on this river raft, oh I my just goodness. remember his look right before he like shoves me and like pushes me off. And I'm like, I literally didn't even panic when I'm in the water. I was literally frozen, like so, so shocked. And I'm just like falling deeper and because I don't know how to float. So I'm falling deeper and deeper into the water. And I remember seeing less and less of the sun. And then he comes in and he like is taking me out of the water. But I'm so, so mad that he, and shocked that he just did this to me. I'm like scratching his face. I'm scratching his face and I'm so, so mad. And then like his friends are on this boat too. There's a group of friends here, like at least eight people here. And his friend helps me and puts me on the boat. And his cousin was there. And I remember I told his cousin, dude, he just pushed me off the boat. And his cousin looked me in the eye and said, no, he didn't. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I was so, so mad. And none of his friends said anything to him. No one checked him. No one said anything. And this brings me to the point where I feel like men should hold other men accountable and should check your friend, your brother, whoever it is around you. If you see this, you should say something. You shouldn't allow this type of behavior or like, you know, you shouldn't allow it, period. And so my phone, everything was drenched in water. I remember we got back to the hotel and I asked his cousin if he can like bring me all my stuff like to the lobby and I, I use the lobby phone and the only phone number that I know by memory because I can't use my phone. I can't call anybody. The only number that I know by memory is my dad's. So I remember I'm like bawling, sobbing and I'm like trying to tell my dad if he can come pick me up and he's like, where are you? And I like give him the address. I waited in the lobby seven to eight hours for him to pick me up. Oh my God. And I stayed in this lobby and um his friends came and like checked up on me and they were like, are you okay? And I'm like, 
yeah, I'm fine. But at this point, I don't even want to talk to him because no one said anything to me at that time. No one said anything to him. And um, I remember seeing him and everyone else all dressed up because they were going to the club. Like nothing happened and they left to the club and I was just so, so, so upset. And at that time I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why am I here? How did this happen? How did I let myself get to this point? And so the first, the two things I did that next day when I, when we got back to LA, I got a new phone and I looked for a therapist because right away I was like, I don't know what's going on with myself. I'm like losing myself. I, I thought it was this huge monster because one, I scratched his face. I was scratching his face so bad right after that happened. And not to mention the things that happened before that happened. Um, you know, he had poured a drink in my face. He was like disrespecting me, calling me mean things and I would react. So I got physical with him. And so because I would react and got physical with him as well, I was like, I'm such a monster. And so when I went to therapy and I talked to my therapist about it, she helped me realize that it was just that, like you're reacting, you're reacting for what he's doing to you. And so it took months in, in therapy to realize that that's, that's not who I am. And it took a while for me to forgive myself for who I was at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know any better. And I was just trying to protect myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the things that I had to get back into was into a routine of being by myself again, into the routine of what is it that I want to do that makes me happy? What brings me joy? Because I was so lost in this relationship. We were together all the time. The codependency was so real in that mm. relationship. And that's when hiking came into place. And I felt love within myself when I was hiking again, I felt love within myself. Um, I was able to rediscover my joy. And that's really what started my hiking to heal, mm -hmm. honestly. And then, you know, when I brought it up as a group activity, I was able to make connections and make new friendships, like I said, because it sucked. But when I was in this relationship, I lost some friends because they didn't like this person. And so my friendships, you know, took a fall while I was in this relationship. Mm -hmm. So when I wanted to vent to my friends, you know, they really didn't want to hear it because they already knew this was bound to happen. I so see. I honestly, the only person I was venting to was my therapist. And I couldn't even talk to like my family about it because I was so ashamed to talk to, to, talk to them about it for them to know that this is what I was going through. I was so, so ashamed. And I couldn't, I couldn't have told you this story without bawling back in the day. And, and I'm not, and I don't want to share my story for like any pity points or for anyone to pity me, but I want to share my story to shed light into my experience in hopes that it can help anybody else that's listening out there. Absolutely. You know, this, this cycle of love bombing and, and abuse and love bombing and abuse, like it's, it's never ending and it's a carousel and it's not okay. And it's not healthy. And anyone who's going through this out there, you know, you, you don't have to wait until something extreme happens. You know, unfortunately that happened to me and that, and that's what had to happen for me to realize this is not who I am. This is not where I want to be, you know, um, and, and there's help out there. You can, there's, there's, um, I was looking into groups for 
you know, domestic violence survivors. And I didn't actually go into one, but I was seeking this, this community because I didn't have that. I didn't have anyone to vent to. And this is why I'm so grateful for the hiking community was because I was able to meet so many other individuals that are in their own journey, but they're such amazing, amazing individuals where I'm able to share happiness and joy and good moments with them. And slowly but surely, I started forming myself and to bloom into who I am again. And, and I bounced back. And thankfully, you know, it, it didn't take that long for me to, to heal. And, you know, everyone has their own journey and has their own, you know, timeline, but definitely am happy with where I am right now. Wow, Veronica, that was a lot to take in. And thank you so much for being open and vulnerable and sharing, you know, that part of your story. Yeah, of course. Uh, I really do wish that this can help somebody out there that's listening. And if, you know, if anyone needs anyone to talk to, you know, please reach out to me, you know, for if you need advice, if you just want someone to vent to, um, you know, I'm always here for anybody. You said something so powerful. You said you don't have to wait for an extreme event to happen to cut something toxic loose. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, and, you, you know, know you, I definitely like missed a lot of red flags and I was just so blinded. Like I said, by these love bombs, because it's, he would give me so much like love and affection and attention one moment. And then the next moment would like give me an abuse. Like, like I didn't even matter. Yeah. That's you a know? mind fuck. Yeah. And so, and a lot of, and that's what it is. That's what it is with manipulation. That's what it is with people that are narcissists. You know, that's what they do to you to keep you in their back pocket, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I said, you don't have to wait until something very extreme happens. You know, if you see these red flags early on, really pay attention to them because um, they are showing you who they really are. And it's so incredible to hear how you turn to hiking to help heal you, to build you back up, to bring up your self-worth and just claim the badass that who you are again, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and I find this a very common theme for a lot of people, you know, hiking to heal, hiking for healing. A lot of us may be suffering from a death of a loved one, a traumatic event, whether that's assault, rape or verbal abuse, or there's, the list can go on and on and on. And I feel that people have been turning to nature in the outdoors, you know, as like the free nature therapy. But yes. to your point, if you need help, seek a therapist. It's, it's having both is just going to both be like a very uh, powerful tool for you, for yourself. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. So I was, I was fortunate enough to have both you know, and, and it was a very important part of um, my healing process. And even, even after, even outside of like making friendships in hiking, I actually even got on like the Bumble BFF app to like meet new friends. And I actually made a really, I've made two wonderful friends on there that I love so much. And um, yeah, that's, there's the, the options are limitless for seeking help or we're seeking um, friendships or looking mm -hmm. for friendships outside of your relationship. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of times in, you know, when we're in a long relationship or an intense one, 
we lose all our friends or our friends are their friends. <laughs> and then exactly. when it crumbles, everything crumbles around you because they were your whole social life as well. Exactly. And that's, and that's another reason why I love the work with self-work by me because Michelle and Anon really, really emphasize the importance of inner work and how it's important for you to be happy with yourself and be aware of what you need to work, what you need to work on, because you don't need to be completely healed to be Mm -hmm. in a relationship. As long as you know that you have things that you need to work on and you're working on them and you're aware, then that's totally fine too. But it is very important for you to, to be mindful of your inner work. It's definitely important before getting into a relationship or just as an individual. A lot of people have things to work on, but don't necessarily want to do the work to bring about those feelings, work through those emotions and navigate it, you know? They feel like it's a tall mountain to climb, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had to say it. I was like, sounds too relatable to hiking. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I know that you emphasize that the importance, you know, of inner work, because I feel like there is no healing without putting in that necessary effort into self inner work. Right. Right. Exactly. That's, that's where you start. And then one of the things that I love about hitting rock bottom is that once you hit rock bottom, you have no other choice, but to get up, you have no other choice, but to be resilient and to build yourself again. Mm -hmm. And, and that's honestly one of the biggest blessings within hitting rock bottom. Yeah. A lot of times rock bottom is where we need to go to go back up to really wake ourselves up and be that best version of ourselves. I feel you on that. I can definitely relate in certain experiences for sure. All right. It's been a wild ride, but it's been a great one so far. Yeah. I can just tell by the way you were sharing, you know, your story and that traumatic experience that you're in a place now where you're like, you're stronger and that you can speak about it in such a way that's like, it's in your past. I can, Mm -hmm. I definitely sense that from you. Yeah, thank you. All right, so uh, we'll jump out of that. We'll go yes. into some more lighthearted stuff, but thank you so <laughs> much for opening yourself and your heart to us and sharing um, you know, that story and how you rebuilt yourself through hiking and how hiking has just provided you, you know, with so much wonderful benefits. Yes. So right now I want to jump out of, um, you know, I want to jump back to one of our absolute favorite places and that being the Santa Monica Mountains. Yes. And I want to highlight a specific group hike that you hosted. And this trail was called Willow Creek Trail to Nicholas Flat Loop. And you did it with our good friends, We Explore Earth. Yes. And the reason I want to bring up this particular hike um, is because I feel like I've been to quite a lot of places, hikes, peaks, routes in the Santa Monica Mountains. But I was really impressed by the choice of the trail <laughs> just the overall views and all the little nooks and crannies that you showed us at the very top. Yeah. Like, I guess what I want to ask you in regards to this day is like one, like how did you first discover this trail and how did you kind of come to the thought that I want to share this, you know, on a group hike with many other people? Right. So before my hikes, if it's a new trail, I always like to scope it out before taking anyone. Um, And because there's, a vast majority of community leaders out there for hikes. I try to do hikes that not everyone has done yet. 
Mm-hmm. So I literally was on all trails and I'm looking at like different hikes and I'm looking through them and I and I saw that this one talked about um, the super bloom of the flowers. Um, so that like caught my eye. I love flowers. And so when what I was kind like, of flowers? flowers, it was, um, I forgot the name, the, the yellow mustard ones. The dandelions? The No, I don't think it was a dandelion, some other ones. I think I know they, what you're talking about, yeah. They, they, they bloom super yellow. And at some point they start looking like wheat after when they're dying out. It just looks like wheat. Um, I forgot the name. I'm sorry, y'all. It's all good. <laughs> but um, it looked very nice. And, and it was a hike that I wasn't familiar with. So I decided to go hike it. So my friend and I went to go hike it. And then I saw that it's right across the beach. So that's already a plus. Cause I'm thinking, okay, we're going to go meditate at the beach afterwards. Boom. And <laughs> And we're doing this hike and as we're as we're hiking it i'm just like holy shit like this place is beautiful like i i was so surprised no one else has done it that i've seen before i've never and, even uh, heard of that trail name i was like where is this place i didn't know if it was the <laughs> san gabriel mountains griffith park i was like oh it's in the santa monica's which is one of the reasons why i decided to do it was because you know i didn't feel like it was one that i've heard about or that i've seen other people do um at least not on instagram with the groups i follow and so uh, as we're as we're going through the hike and we end up on where that uh, little pond is, there's no trail to get to that <laughs> other side. So, you know me, I'm like, damn, I want to get to that side. How do I get there? And um, I, I figured out how to get to the other side. And oh, my God, like when you see like the mountains and the ocean and then you have the little yes. pond right behind you. It's so beautiful. And I was just like, this is a freaking winner. Like for sure have to bring people here. And so when Will talked about the co- collaboration, I was just like, oh my God, I know the spot. I know it's the gotta spot. It's got to be here. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm really happy that we did it there. And we had a really great group. And I'm so glad that you were able to join us there that day. Oh, that's right. I, I, uh, I came late and I basically caught up to you all. I was like struggling yes, going up And I was <laughs> so impressed because you didn't, you weren't familiar with the trail. And so I just remember, I think I remember seeing you come up and I'm like, what is that? I'm like, oh my God, Justin. <laughs> all right, just I'm to like, paint this yeah. picture for everybody. <laughs> they, I started 45 minutes after they started the hike, <laughs> but shout outs to all trails. I had my all trails pro membership and oh I downloaded God. the offline map layer. And I was like, damn, like, are they even on this mountain? Because I remember hiking for the first 30 minutes. I couldn't even see y'all in the distance. And I was like, maybe they're not doing this hike anymore. Maybe they're like on the other side of the mountain. Maybe I won't even see them. And I'll just be here all by my damn lone self. <laughs> and then but he found us. <laughs> yeah, I just started churning my legs faster and faster. And then I saw in the distance Will's massive backpacking backpack. <laughs> and I just started laughing because I was like, that's them. That is for sure them. And I want to go to uh, how you were describing, like when you first did it and you're doing like the trail beta, you know. So at the top of this, and mind you guys, this was like a workout of a group hike. It's like eight mm-hmm. miles. It's over 2000 feet elevation gain. I remember when I saw the stats, I was like, oh, OK, she's trying to she's trying to really make <laughs> us all sweat for real, for real. You know, because yeah. always when I think of group hikes, I'm like, oh, it's three, four miles, like not too much elevation gain. But I like that you. You push the limit with group hikes in terms of like uh, the uh, the challenge of it. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of a lot of these views that that people want to see or that haven't experienced is because you you need to work to get to see these views. You really do, and 
And I know it's like a killer workout and I know your legs are shaking. <laughs> shaking. Trust me. Trust Collapsing. me. When you see these views, oh my God, they're amazing. And and people and and they know it. They know it. And and I know that everyone can is more than capable to do this. So I, I do like, you know, setting setting the bar a little bit higher past these four miles. <laughs> I was like, I, I like how V rolls. I was kind of saying that to myself when I saw the stats. I'm like, okay, okay. Um what was I going to say? Yeah, yeah people so- are more than capable. And I love that they challenge themselves and they show up and do it. I love that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say that, like, there's something so special about earning that view, you know, that killer mm-hmm. workout, because instead of just driving to the top, like, OK, yeah, sure, you can soak it in. And that's special, too. But when you earn it, that's when that view, when it comes into sight, that's how you become super appreciative of it. And oh, I actually want to bring this up. I'll never forget this moment. So when you brought us up and you led us to the lake portion, I was very impressed. I was like, holy shit, like this is a very unique experience hiking four miles up in the Santa Monica Mountains and coming upon this rather large lake with tons of like life. There was a bunch of mini baby frogs, like literally everywhere. There must have been a migration thing happening or something. Or I don't know if that's like their their normal home. And then you're like, hey, we're going to go over there to that ridge over there where all the rocks are. And you're going to see this view. And I was like, oh, okay." And. That was its own little adventure following you because I remember being behind you <laughs> and we were playing like, you know, making sure we weren't like hitting the, t- uh, the mini frogs and everything. Yeah. And then I remember as we started scrambling up the, those rocks and we got to the top of the ridge and I looked out, my jaw dropped because that was the <laughs> that was literally v, the last kind of view I was expecting to see. It was such a deep canyon and it was so green mm-hmm. and the ocean was right there. I literally felt like I got a slice of Hawaii, like right there in my life, right at that moment. It's gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. Y'all, you really need to go check out this spot. Willow Creek Trail to Nicholas Flat Loop, y'all. <laughs> yeah, show that, show that trail some love and leave no trace. Yes, please do leave no trace. But it, it is amazing. And we we should go during um, spring because that's when the super bloom is, when when the flowers are amazing. Okay, duly noted. So, so March, April ish. Spring activities. Okay. Maybe that should that should be our our collab. <laughs> Ooh, here we go. <laughs> Back at it. I, we should. Yeah, we are definitely doing a collaboration hike. That was actually also my idea. I was like, all right, let's do a podcast with V. After the podcast, <laughs> let's collaborate at some point. I'm like doing you the way I did Juan. I'm like, okay, so when are we gonna collaborate? <laughs> It's definitely going to happen. Been wanting to collaborate with you for some time as well, as well as doing this podcast with you. (laughs) All right. So thank you for bringing us all out, you know, and highlighting that trail to the community and the people that attended that day. Again, what she said, Willow Creek Trail to Nicholas Flat Loop. You can find it on all trails. And what she mentioned, what's so special also, if you finish this hike, it's across the street from Leo Carrillo State Beach. Yes. So those are the best kind of hikes, in my opinion, you know, the mm-hmm. ones where you do the hike and literally right afterwards, you just cross the street and the beach is right there and you can decompress, go in the water and just enjoy yourself a beach day. Literally steps away. Yeah. And that's where you held um, the meditation, meditation. with self-work by me. Mm-hmm. I think that was my first one, actually. Yes, it was. That was my first uh, hike that I attended of yours mm-hmm. and the meditation experience. And then we walked to the 
the little cliffs that they have on ah uh, yes beach. yes the, all the too. bunch of uh, hidden mini beaches we we scrambled yes. over those rocks yes that was awesome we made a date of it <laughs> oh yeah that's a that whole area is, i was just memory. super impressed i was like leo career state beach willow creek trail nicholas flat loop this place is an absolute gem i knew like I knew that place was special to you when we started going up it. I was like, damn, this is a really unique hike. I even like yeah, the loop coming back down. It was, uh, it was definitely a unique scenery and landscapes. Mm-hmm. And you can see some of Sandstone. Or at least you can see that area. I do remember having a conversation with a bunch of people saying like, hey, over there is the Sandstone Peak Kingdom. And I got like super like excited <laughs> about that. Yeah. yeah, I do remember that. Okay, so now I want to jump out of SoCal in the Santa Monica Mountains, and we're going to head up north to the Eastern Sierras because I want to acknowledge something and a pretty amazing outdoor accomplishment that you did um, a few months back, and that was you summited the goddamn thing, Mount Whitney, the tallest mountain (laughs) in the continental United States. It stands at 14,504 feet. It is an absolute bucket list achievement for any hiker, backpacker, peak bagger. And you did it. And you did it as a yeah. backpacking um, yeah, experience, right? Yes. So yes. I don't want you to recap the whole day, but I just want to give you your flowers in regards to accomplishing that. Because Thank for you. people not familiar, whether you do it as a day hike, which is 22 miles or backpacking, it's still like extremely challenging because of the yes. high altitude. It stands at 14,504 feet. So that means that everybody um, is tackling what we call AMS or acute mountain sickness or elevation sickness. And that shit is real when you're on a 13er or a 14er. So what I want to ask you about, you know, your Mount Whitney journey and adventure is um, if you could mention one high and low from the Mount Whitney experience. And we'll just go about it like that. Otherwise, if we talk about Mount Whitney, it will be its own podcast episode. (laughs) I know. So my high from that was the trip in itself was with a group of women. Mm. So and these were, these were women that I didn't really know that well. Cause the only reason I got into this was because I followed someone on Instagram who Mount Whitney and I don't know who she was, but I was like, I want to do Mount Whitney. So I responded. I'm like, Oh, I'm down. And so um, she was like, okay, if you have another friend and you want to invite her, you can, because you know, we have another spot. Mm-hmm. And I instantly thought about Imelda and I'm just like, girl, are you down to do my wedding with me? And she was like, hell yeah, I'm down. The dynamic <laughs> duo. So for it. I love her <laughs> so much. And so it was her and I, and then we met the fourth girl actually at um, Lone Pine. We met her there for the first time ever. And although we had, we, we rarely knew each other, we all connected so well and we bonded so well. And, um, you know, the support that we gave each other on our way up there was what I really loved, especially coming from strangers. It was the best. Mm. And um, so that was that was my high was sharing that experience with them because I literally could not have pictured doing that with any anyone else. They were such an amazing support system. They made it fun. And, you know, they made it fun even during those lows because... <laughs> Honestly, I had a couple lows when I was there. Um, I I definitely got um, what do you call it? Um, Acute altitude, mountain sickness, yes, altitude yes. sickness. Mm-hmm. So I experienced that. Funny enough, on my way down, like after my summit, I was feeling horrible. I I was having such a good time that I finally summited, and I was just like so 
I was like sad. I'm like, fuck, I need to make it back down now. Like shit. Like I was That's the crazy thing trouble. about Mount Whitney. When you summit, you're you're so full of elation and joy. And you're like, shit, I gotta go all the yeah. way back down. I was like, God damn it. I was like, no. <laughs> so I was, I was, my my head was like throbbing and I was really cold. And there was moments where I would like stop and I was like my friends they didn't realize but i was like crying because i'm like, oh, like i don't know if i can do this like so i would stop and i would sit and then one of my friends stephanie would stay behind and she'd like make sure i was okay um imelda was like "Fuck, i'm just trying to go down she just, was just going and going which Everyone's is fine but yeah because at that point everyone is over it. everyone wants to get we were trying to get back to our our camp where was your camp by the way out of curiosity do you remember uh, it was trail camp which is right before the the, what do you call it? The switchbacks. Okay, trail crap. Got it. Yeah, so we were there, which is so beautiful. That hike in itself is beautiful. Like, I didn't know there it's was going to be all these lakes and creeks. And I was just like, wow, this is like a whole new world. <laughs> I got to ask you, when you got up the 99 switchbacks, right? And you saw the sites, the initial sites of trail crest. What did you think? It was, I didn't realize there was so many lakes. I was just like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, God damn, like we're really, we literally just did that. Wow. <laughs> because yeah. my my thing, in order to help myself get through those switchbacks, I wasn't looking up at all. I was just looking down, looking down, looking down, looking down. And I did not want to look up because if I look <laughs> up, I'm just like, fuck, I'm never going to get it's there. Demoralizing. Yeah. Yes. But what I really love, my favorite sites was when you see the opposite side. When you get to the top of the switchback and you see all the other lakes on the other side, that was beautiful. I was just like, man. So yeah, that's the jaw dropping view, in my opinion, when oh you get to the top yes. of the switchbacks, you see the trail crest sign, you're like, holy shit, where did all these glacier lakes come from? Like, this is a whole nother side of the mountain. Amazing. But then it's like, oh, God, this is the longest 1.9 miles of my life. <laughs> oh, my summit. God. Yes. So we were also happy when we saw 1.9. We're like, oh, my God. Fuck yeah, we're almost there. It's no. Hell no. Hell I felt no. like such a snail <laughs> and I felt like I was in a twilight zone where it just kept on going like longer and longer. <sighs> and I'm just like, this is such a mind fuck. It was such a mind fuck, honestly. So <laughs> yeah. But all in all, it was an amazing experience with these girls. They made it so fun. And not to mention the weekend before. So we did this on Monday. That weekend we stayed in Lone Pine at the Whitney Hotel. Okay. And there was there was a um, a town reunion. <laughs> there was, there was a, town a town reunion reunion there because their high school, wow. their little cute high school, had just turned a hundred years old. So there was a town reunion, and they had like a little get together with like a live band in the saloon, and we were there like partying it up with the locals the weekend. <laughs> and so that was a lot of fun. That was a great way to bond too. That's dope. Hell yeah! What yeah, a so perfect awesome. timing. Literally yes. So. It was a great experience. I love those girls. Shout out Stephanie, Rebecca, and Imelda. <laughs> yeah, when I saw you stand up top that mountain with the Mount Whitney uh, laser plaque, I'm so jealous of everyone that holds that plaque up because it's I knew, right? Yeah, I think they put it up there like a year and a half ago, two years. It's so beautiful. It's like laser engraved. The one it's that ready. I had was some rinky dink cardboard oh. piece of crap. I'm now I'm just hating, but I'm very grateful oh. for the day, obviously. But uh. Yeah. When I saw that photo and you were the girls, I was like, she did that. I know. It was so dope. I was so happy. I was definitely, I had a great sense of satisfaction, sense of, yeah, we're some badasses. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. 
you know, my favorite thing is when you do something so like epic and challenging, like summoning a peak such as a Mount Whitney or a 14er is when you roll back into town and you like go into like the <laughs> hotel or the grocery store or a gas station and like, y'all don't know what I just did. I know. <laughs> y'all have no clue what I just went through, what I just survived, what I just bagged. Like y'all have no clue, but I'm a badass right now. Yeah. Give me my water and Pepsi. <laughs> Seriously, but you know what, although I didn't feel that way in Lone Pine, just because I know Lone Pine is filled with like PCT hikers. So I'm like, y'all doing more than just Whitney. Mm. So, but I definitely felt that way when I was back in LA. I was like, yeah, y'all can't touch me. I didn't see Whitney. <laughs> y'all, y'all can't touch this. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so right now, Veronica, I want to leave California and head back down south but specifically south of the border. And I noticed yes. on Instagram that you ventured to Mexico mm -hmm. and had some really awesome adventures out there. So I just want to know, like, where did you go in Mexico? Like, where did you explore? And any must visit places that you feel hikers and outdoor enthusiasts would just absolutely love? So I've been to a couple of places in Mexico. I've been to Guadalajara. I've been to Mazatlan, Michoacan, and the city of Mexico. And where I've gone hiking is in Guadalajara, which is so beautiful. So my cousin knows that I love to hike. And he told me like, hey, there's this, um, there's this really cool place to go hiking if you wanna go, it's called the Barranca de Huentitan. And so I didn't know what to expect. And I actually didn't even have hiking shoes, but I was in my Reebok. So I'm like, let's, let's do the damn thing. And I love that he took me in his motorcycle. That was like the best way to get there. It was oh, like no. motorcycle. <laughs> But Barranca de Huentitan is so beautiful. It's like this huge canyon and you hike it all the way down. And the entire hike in itself is beautiful. It's so lush, it's so green. And once you get down to the bottom, there's this huge river with this very long bridge with like panoramic views like all around. And the best part of being down there is that you, you keep hiking and you come into a, an abandoned pueblo. So I'm not super familiar with the Pueblo. Um, it was being built and for some reason people had to evacuate and just couldn't live there anymore. So now it's just, it was built, but it's abandoned. So we were able to like explore the houses that were there, but the way to get up is to hike up this, uh, again, abandoned railroad. That's and what I remember so seeing. it's so freaking steep. It's so <laughs> steep. And I was just like, holy shit. And there was moments where you're like walking in the beginning, you're walking it. But at some point you're like climbing it. There's no other way to do it, but to climb it. Or you're like just hunchback, like trying to get up this thing. So this and isn't a flat railroad track. It's a hilly hell one. Hell no, hell no. It's steep. That's it's wild. like, it's just, it just goes straight up. And um, my cousin, a roller there, was coaster. <laughs> yeah. there was moments where my cousin was like, do you want to cut? Cause you could cut. There's certain, there's certain spots in the railroad where you can cut and there's a trail made for you to keep going, walking up. I was like, no, dude, we got to go all the way up. <laughs> he was like, shit. Okay. But we made it all the <laughs> way up and the views were just so, so amazing. I definitely want to go back there and, and do Barranca de Huentitan again. Cause it was so beautiful. And I think I remember Globe Trekkers had done it too because he had asked me he's like oh shoot did you see my sticker and i was like oh no i didn't but that's so dope you've done this too so yeah for any any hiking enthusiasts any hikers in mexico if you're in guadalajara 
for sure do Barranca de Huentitan. It's so stunning. That's definitely so the piece of content where I was like, where is she? Like, and I was shocked that it was near Guadalajara because Guadalajara is like this, like metropolitan town, right? Like, yes, it's a metropolitan city. Um, but you city. also have you mm-hmm. also have these these canyons. I, I I think it was it wasn't any more than like a 30 minute drive. But it was, and the best part of this was that once you're back at the top, they're selling like agua de coco, coconut water, or like any little snacks that you want. And a fresh coconut water after that was amazing. Damn. I was just sipping it in my little bag. Like, mm, <laughs> that hack was so fun. <laughs> Damn, they had it conveniently up there already for y'all. Yeah, dude, it's amazing. I love Mexico. I'm, I, I'm trying to speak it into existence. It's going to happen at some point. I'm going to live in Mexico because I really, really do. That's funny because I've definitely had that same thought as well, because the reason I wanted to bring it up on the show is because Mexico is right below us. Mm-hmm. It's so accessible and there's so many parts of Mexico. Like I've been to La Ciudad de Mexico. I've been to Puerto Vallarta, Isayulita, um, oh, nice. Tijuana. That doesn't really count. That's just a party city. <laughs> <laughs> um, where else have I been? I think I'm blanking out of somewhere else, but. Yeah, I just loved it out there. Your money, you know, obviously the U.S. dollar, you get a bigger bang for your buck. But yeah, the outdoor scene, depending where you go out there and the food, obviously the food culture is just the best. It's I love Mexican food. It's like my top, top two, top three for sure. Amazing. I love their food. And I actually I've actually gone rock climbing in Guadalajara, too, but I don't remember where it was. Oh, you went rock like was, like yeah. rock climbing, rock climbing yeah, like with so the was, equipment. Yes, so it was my first time ever like rock climbing, and I thought we were going to a gym, and then when we're pulling up and we're like in a canyon, I'm like, "Where's the gym?" And they're like, <laughs> "We're not going to the gym. We're we're rock climbing on the yeah, mountain." Outdoor and gym. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was so scared. I was like, "You know what? I'll watch you guys." Like, no, you guys look cool because people were doing the damn thing, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" I was not down, but. They convinced me they had shoes for me and they had everything. So I was just like, damn it. Okay, let's do it. And I was doing it and I was so scared, but it was fun. It was also, I can't remember where it was though, but it was also in Guadalajara. I just don't remember the name of the canyon. You are but, an adventurous soul. Yes. And I know that one of the other spots that I want to go to to hike in, in Mexico is Monterrey. I know they have really good hikes there too. Yes. A good friend of mine has stayed in Monterrey and he showed me the videos and photos. Oh my God, it is like a mountain city. It is stunning. And he said it's Mm -hmm. also very like hip too and like modern at certain parts of the city. Like you said, it's dope. Yeah, so Mexico is calling my name. There's so many parts of Monterrey. Oh, Oaxaca, like. Yes. There's a lot. Literally, there's so many places to explore there. And yeah, that's why I'm just like, shit. Need to hit it up soon. <laughs> Make it happen. It'll happen for you, V. I am. All right. So now we're going to step out of the outdoors. And I, you know I had to bring this up. So one thing that definitely, uh, you know, I gravitated towards you is like you have this passion as well for dance and also mm-hmm. live concerts. So what I want to ask you is, you know, because I remember like I will be posting some like dance content like on Instagram and you'd always like message back and you'd be like, yo, that, that's dope. I'm like, oh, I think <laughs> yeah. she's like down with like the whole dance community and like might be a dancer herself. Like what like brought you to dance? Like how did you like get this passion for dancing? Like what styles do you like doing? Like would love to get into all that with you for a moment. You know, what's so funny is that I never actually like 
took dance classes when I was younger or, 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 you know, I never took courses or anything like that. I grew up loving to dance because of the family parties. <laughs> it was because of the family parties that I loved to dance. Literally, we had family parties all the time and they would play, play like cumbia, merengue. So just mm -hmm. by observing, like I started to learn how to dance and I'm like, I'm a four-year-old and they're like taking me out and I just, I loved it. <laughs> and, I, and I love the music. And that's why to this day, I love listening to, to cumbias, merengues just on a regular basis. And, um, and it wasn't until recently now as an adult that I started taking classes with um, finesse ladies with Ariela who teaches these classes. Um, but before it was just, I literally just freestyle whenever I can. <laughs> And not like freestyle like y'all, like the B-boys in the scene <laughs> and the B-girls. I don't freestyle like that. But when it comes to like dancing bachata, salsa, merengue, that type of stuff, like I for sure I'm just like listening to the music and following it with my body, you know. And I feel like as a as a woman, you really just depend on the male being a good lead. And if he's a good lead, then you know what you're doing, too. Yeah, that's uh, I remember when you dropped the lingo, like, yo, you're a B-boy. And I was like, oh, shit, she knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She actually knows uh, about the culture, the hip hop yeah, dance I culture. Know, I know about it, but I, you know, it's not something that I, I, I myself got myself into, but I just, yeah, I know about the culture. <laughs> That's yeah. why I was like, oh, you're a B-boy. That's so cool. Because it's the first, you're the first person that I knew that was into that. So I was just like, oh, that's so fucking dope. Oh, and really? to this day, when that's I see the Cypress and I see you doing your thing, I'm just like, damn, that's so fucking awesome. I'm going to send you some uh, some videos from back in the day. You're going to be like, who the hell is that person? <laughs> oh, my God, I, please show me. <laughs> I always tell people like because they're curious. They're like you were never like <laughs> into the outdoors or a hiker. I'm like, yeah, I went from I went from breaking to trekking. I always tell people that. That's so cool. And then you meshed it together. That's a dope part. Yeah. So in some of these group hikes, what uh, Veronica's talking about, we'll, uh, we'll either dance on the summits or we'll have a summit cipher during sunset and it'll be just this grand celebration of life in our own unique way mm. of celebrating each other and reaching the top. Yeah, I love that so much. And I'm very excited that you're doing that, uh, the hike and dance event. Oh, the you know? movement therapy? Oh, the my movement God, therapy. I, I was like, yes, that makes complete sense. <laughs> That's going to be a big hit. That's only for women, obviously, right? Um, That's actually a good question. I don't think so. Hmm. Um, I, I, I need to talk to figuring that out about it. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's next week, <laughs> I just know good, she said good. like movement therapy, but, uh, yeah, I didn't ask if it's specific, specifically being catered to just women, but if it's not, you should definitely come dude. I mean, you know, you know, already be there. If there's dancing involved, <laughs> you already know how we do the just track crew. Yes. <laughs> so you have this passion for dance and I know you also have this love for live concerts and just oh good God, yes. music. So I want you to get into that. Like what kind of live concert shows do you like? Like what music genres are you really into right now? Like would love for you to dive into all that. My my taste in music is honestly super diverse. Like if, if you're ever in the car with me and you hear my playlist on shuffle, it'll go from like hip hop to romanticas to bachata to Spanish rock to alternative to, it's just a, a wide range of music, but mm -hmm. Really, the reason why I, like, I love rock so much is because of my dad. Like, my dad loves, you know, Spanish rock, classic rock, alternative, like, all things rock. Oh, it's um, your dad that was a major influence on your music yeah, taste. Yeah, he's the, the one that influenced my music taste so much. And I'm actually so excited because um, 
we we've gone on plenty of concerts together um and we went our first concert was for a spanish rock slash ska band called maldita vecindad and it was so much fun and it was great to see him in that element because i had never seen him like you know like skank or or get in the mosh pit and he got in the mosh pit at that concert and i yeah. like got crazy in it too it was so much fun and i remember there was a, a couple there and they were like they're like oh like you lost your friend your friend is somewhere in the crowd i'm like yeah i know i'm like yeah that's my dad they're like oh my god that's your dad and i'm like yeah they're like oh my god that's so cool he's down <laughs> yeah he's that guy and so we're actually gonna go see that same band later this in November. So we're so, so excited. We're gonna go see him again. It's been like years since since we saw them. I think it was, I think it was 21 when we went to go see him. And I'm 28 now. So like seven years later, mm -hmm. we're gonna go see him again. They're an amazing Spanish rock band. So super excited for that. But especially like that you can share that with your dad. That's like such an ultimate bonding experience with like know. you know, his kids. I know. And, and when my brother was here, he and my brother went to go see um, the Roger Waters concert, which is one of the members that was in the Pink Floyd band. So that was really cool. They went to go see that together. Um, but yeah, I, I love seeing live music in general. And, you know, I've, I used to go to FYF, the Fuck Yeah Fest. I used oh, to yo, you, that's what's I went up. To, <laughs> I went to both those years when they when they were here and it was amazing. Like, I love seeing the diversity of artists there. My favorite was like the Strokes. When I saw the Strokes, I was yes. like deep in the front. It was so amazing. Um, who else have I seen? I've seen a lot of different. I, I just want to say that's really dope, you know, about FYF, because not a lot of people. It's not a, it's, it, at one point it became really popular. They discontinued it. But it was like that underground Coachella. I've been to two to three years of FYF. Actually, I would go reach into my closet right now and grab my FYF uh, fest shirt, but <laughs> I would have to dig through like the I know, I the have closet. the merch too. I got like, I have like the shirt. I have like two different sweaters from the two different years. So yeah, that was a very dope festival. And I'm super sad that it's not happening anymore. That, that was the fest. If you're like a diverse music lover, you would go to FYF fest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've even gone to concerts by myself and it's been a lot of fun. Like, really, I went to go see um, Snow Allegra. Are you familiar? with? Oh, Snow my Allegra? goodness. Yeah. That yeah. song. Whoa, is just like <laughs> yeah. you can play that on loop. That gives you all the feels. <laughs> yeah, I went to go see her. I did a solo concert with her when she was at the Regent here in L.A. Wow. And then I've gone to see Childish Gambino by myself. But the best part about seeing him was he had a, a Joshua Tree concert. And it was a camp out in Joshua Tree for the album that he had released. Um, I think it's called Me and Your Mama. I think that's what it was called. Um, he was releasing um, the album and, and playing his album live before anyone had listened to it at this concert. And it was a camp out. And it was my first time camping and no one was down to go with me. So I'm like, whatever, I'm gonna go by myself. So I went by myself. <laughs> I did not know how to set up my tent. So I like saw my neighbors and I'm like, hey, this is my first time camping. Can you guys help me set up my tent? And they were so nice. They helped That's me like, awesome. set up my tent. But one of the things that I really liked about this concert was that it was in a dome out in Joshua Tree. That's so, so sick. before getting inside, security would check you and grab your phone and put it in a pocket and lock it up. And you couldn't open it. 
you couldn't open it. So no one could use their phones when they were in there. So what were we doing? Connecting with each other. <laughs> Connecting, fully immersed in the other. music. Yes. Yes, it was amazing. I had a great time there. So yeah, if there's any, any, you know, lately I haven't been going to as many live concerts just because I've had other things going on. And I just can't really um, invest in live concerts right now, especially because the prices have skyrocketed. Yeah, aren't we in a recession? Yeah, it's just, it's just everything's expensive now. Yeah, but um, yeah, my, my dad and I are going to go see Malita Vecindad in November, and then we're going to go to the Besame Mucho Festival in December. Besame Mucho. <laughs> yeah, it's a really, it's going to be a dope festival. They have a lot of old Spanish artists and rock artists in that, in that lineup. And then I'm going to go see Dioro in in San Diego in December. So I'm super excited for Dioro too. Oh, and I'm going to escape with Imelda. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be wild. I know we're so excited for it. Yeah. Escape. Um, yeah. In uh, San Bernardino, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, going to be fun. So I want to ask you this now that you've mentioned, we've been talking about a bunch of these different passions, you know, hiking, um, going to live concerts and dancing. Like how yeah. would you say each of those fulfill you? like differently? I feel like music in general, or, you know. Like what, like what purpose does each serve in Veronica's life and how does it like fulfill you? So hiking and dancing both keep me balanced. If I feel like I haven't hiked in a while, I feel off. If I haven't danced in a while, I feel off. Like I need to do both things. Both things bring me balance. And I feel like if someone were to ask me, like, what's your definition of, of happiness or staying healthy, I would say it's continuing to stay balanced. And I, those are two of the things that I need in my life in order to, to remain happy. Mm-hmm. And I had actually mentioned this to Michelle with self-work by me. And when she, when I mentioned it to her, she told me that she's taking a yoga class and they were talking about their chakras. And that's actually a thing that there's a, I forgot the name of the, which chakra it is. But there's a chakra that you have uh, and it's balanced where you, whatever it is that you need, you do need it. And it does fulfill you in whatever way that it does, but that keeps me happy. Um, and the music in general, there's not one day that I can go without listening to music. Like I need to listen to music when I start my day, when I'm driving, when I'm ending my day, like I just, I need to listen to music. And it's, um, it, I don't know. It just, it, it speaks to me. <laughs> No, that's I noticed you have a very, in my opinion, good taste, eclectic taste in music. And there's definitely a lot of overlapping artists that we both listen to, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, a lot of the times and it's super cliche, but like music can speak of the feelings that you're feeling, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I love that. I love that very much. Yeah, I'm going to put you onto some uh, music radio shows that I listen to. You might be listening to please them already. Please do. Please do. Yeah, there is a, one was a previous podcast guest. There's this guy named uh, DJ Complexion. He has a show called The Future Beats Radio Show. And it's just the most beautiful, Ooh. electronic, organic music you've ever heard in your life. Put me on, please. Yeah, definitely like the lo-fi, <laughs> lo-fi vibes for sure. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I'll send you an episode. Yes. I got you, girl. Thank you. All yeah, right. those are my three main components that keep me happy. Music, dance, hiking, for sure. <laughs> Look at my bio. Look what it says. It pretty much says that. 
It's so funny. I think it says music, dance, outdoors. I think oh, I can hell check. yeah. Boom. On, <laughs> On the, the same, same wavelength. wavelength. Oh, yes. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Finishing. Are we in sync? Are oh, we in goodness. sync? <laughs> we are. We absolutely are. I love that. <laughs> All right. Super excited to ask you this next question since you've experienced just so many countless adventures. So check it out, Veronica. If there was one hiking or outdoor experience you could relive all over again, what would that be for you? Uh, at the top of my head, because it's recent right now, I would say Yosemite camping with my girls. I just did this a couple months back and it was amazing because we hiked the Mist Trail and oh my God, it was so beautiful. Like we had the, the waterfall was so active and lush. We had rainbows everywhere. The mist wow. was misting. You like, actually got mist? Yes, like a lot of mist. Like we were soaked, but we were loving every minute of it. We were so soaked, but I'm just like, this is incredible. What month <laughs> was, was this? beautiful. I think this was in September. Yeah, September. Wow. It was gorgeous. It was so, I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it because I've been there twice before and I've never seen it like that. So I was, I just felt so lucky and we were in the right place at the right time. And yeah. So you've, uh, you did both waterfalls, Vernal and Nevada. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was up there like two weeks ago. (laughs) No miss though. Yeah. Are you? Is that on your radar? Is that uh? Is that on your bucket list? Yes, it is. It is. I hopefully next year I'll do it. Yeah, you would crush it because you've already done the mist trail, so you're already familiar with like a major section. Oh, that's right. I did. I did see um, Mm -hmm. signs that said Half Dome, and I was like, damn, that would be dope. Yeah, you'll do it. It's uh, there's some hacks if if you don't win the the permit. So, ooh, share the wealth, Justin. Actually, I'll drop it on here. I mean. If if you don't, it's really hard to get a half dome permit. Like people go years without getting one. So mm-hmm. if you can just figure out a time when like you feel you're free, um, you can hike all the way to subdome because you don't need a permit to hike there. Subdome mm-hmm. is the section before half dome, and that's okay. where the park ranger checks. So the hack is if you're like a small group, let's say like two to three people, you can go up to the ranger and you ask the ranger, hey, could you squeeze us in into another group's permit that's coming up? And if they do, they'll squeeze you and they typically can do that. I actually asked the ranger himself that. So because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people drop out last second, but they mm. but certain people still do the hike. So you'll see these groups of like two, three people, four people, and they have open spots in their permit. So oh, nice. that's one hack of going about it. But it only works if you're like a tiny group, like two to three people, I would say. I see. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That also day permits. <laughs> also applying for day permits. That's how we ended up. The day permits you apply for the day of though, right? Uh, so or... we did half them on a Wednesday. We applied for the day permit on Monday morning and we found out Monday okay. afternoon. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. So that's another way to kind of go about it. But I'm so jealous because I've done the mist trail three times and I didn't get that misty experience. It was still dropped at gorgeous, but I always wanted to go up those steps. I always call it like, the outdoor stairmaster. Literally. <laughs> Yeah, and get the mist and the rainbow water and the rainbow views. I was just like, damn. Yeah, dude, it was amazing. I saw at least two rainbows as we're going up those steps. It was. Oh, my goodness. It was so good. The pictures, the videos that I got, I was just like, oh, that I want to relive as much as I can. For sure. 
Yeah, that for everyone who has not been to Yosemite, not done the Mist Trail, it's obviously, you know, a well-known trail, but it's so damn gorgeous. Like, it's probably one of the most gorgeous sections of like I've ever been on ever. Yes. And it was so misty that it was dangerous for you to go back down that same way. So we had a couple that was asking us like, oh, um, can people go back down that same way? And I was just like, yes, but I wouldn't recommend it because it was so Mm -hmm. slippery, so, so slippery. And they're like, what's the other way? Like, how can I get down? And I was just like, you're going to have to keep hiking and go around, you know? And, and I was like, it's, it's, it's longer, but it's safer, you know? Uh, yes. And that's how misty it was that day. But yeah, very, very gorgeous. Yeah. Before we jump out of uh, Yosemite and the mist trail. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. You have the, you hike up the mist trail and then you want to come down the John Muir trail. Cause it's less steep. Cause mm-hmm. I've gone down the mist trail in the dark with my group three years ago and it felt like it was terrible because it was uh messing up our knees and also just to go down those steps at night with a thrashing waterfall to your right side to to your right side it sounds like this like evil like movie scene it it sounds like this waterfall (laughs) is gonna like engulf you and you're just gonna like fall to your death that's what it felt like (laughs) maybe a bit dramatic but that's what it felt like no that's what that's what it would sound like (laughs) For sure, because yeah. I've done I what I did I I think I did uh Cucamonga or Ontario at four a.m. and like that just that river next to me mm-hmm. in the beginning I was so scared it was just me and my other friend and I was so scared I was like why the hell are we doing this at four in the morning <laughs> oh the the ice house so canyon I, stream yeah so yes. I can't imagine how the waterfall would sound in the dark I would be scared too oh it was a thrashing waterfall it sounded evil as hell. <laughs> Guess what? What? It's time for the rapid fire question section. <laughs> All right. So the way this works, there's two rounds. Round one is outdoor focus and round two is personal. So just answer with one word answers or short and concise answers. Okay. All right. Round one. You ready? I'm ready. You ready? Rock steady. Let's do it. All right. Let's get into it. Favorite trail snack. Mangoes. Best answer ever. <laughs> like in the mountains or sunbathe on the beach? Mountains. Trail runners or hiking boots? Trail runners. Desert or deserted island? Deserted island. Waterfalls or lakes? Waterfalls. Rock scrambling or surfing loose scree? Rock scrambling. Epic day hike or epic backpacking trip? Epic backpacking trip. Favorite camping meal? Ramen noodles. Dawn or dusk? Dusk. Mountain lions or grizzly bears? Ooh, mountain lions. <laughs> Taco Tuesday or waterfall Wednesday? Waterfall Wednesday. Santa Monica Mountains or San Gabriel Mountains? Santa Monica Mountains. Santa Monica Mountains or Eastern Sierras? Eastern Sierras. Music artists you want to hike with? Oof. You can't tell me that. <laughs> um, what, what just comes off the top? Kate Woo! That's a fire <laughs> answer. Greatest fear on the trail? Falling. Favorite piece of outdoor gear you own? my backpacking backpack 
What do you rock? Uh, Osprey. Osprey, yeah, I'm team Osprey too, yeah. especially with the bigger backpacks. National park you want to visit the most that you have not already? Ooh. Damn it. I have to think about that one. Mm. Take a second. Uh, where Mount Rainier is. Oh, uh, God, I lived in Seattle. I'm so terrible. <laughs> I just know Mount Rainier. <laughs> what, what national park is that in? Is that Olympic? I don't know. I don't even I think it's called Mount Rainier National Park. I could be okay. completely wrong too. Everyone don't take it easy you know on your what boy. I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> Y'all know what Veronica's talking about. Mount yeah. Rainier is in Washington State, is like this act it's like I think it's I think it might be active. It's this it's the most prominent like uh uh mountain volcano out there. Yeah. Definitely want to visit. Favorite outdoor brand? It could be a local one too. It doesn't have to be like the big corporation ones as well. Outdoor brand, outdoor brand. Damn. Think of your I'm, shoes, your apparel, you know, or maybe it's not apparel, you know, maybe it's like technical gear. I like Osprey. Okay. Osprey. Team Osprey. Let's Team sponsor Osprey. V. <laughs> and one word, how does hiking make you feel? In love. You know what? That's not one word, but I'm going to take that because you're the first person that's ever said that answer. Okay. <laughs> What's your ideal outside temperature? Um, I would say 80 degrees. So Cal girl. Mm -hmm. Totally. <laughs> All right. That concludes round one. We'll jump into round two. I'm going to sip my water. Yes. A quick break. <laughs> I'll join you. This is where I always say on the podcast, I need like a water sponsor. So oh, seriously, we'll figure that out. Love fitness. <laughs> <laughs> Love fitness. If so we were talking earlier before this podcast and I was talking about LA fitness, but I referred to it as Love fitness. If they ever had a brand of water, I don't know if it'd be good or not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. I have many mixed feelings towards love fitness <laughs> and how the, you know, they manage their gyms, but it's all good. They got a sauna there. That's all that matters to me. Mm -hmm. All right. Round two. You ready? Let's do it. You ready? Rock steady. <laughs> Favorite comfort food. Grilled cheese and tomato soup. Favorite cartoon show growing up. Cartoon show. Dang. Dig deep that. into the memory banks. What was you watching? Cartoon show. Or maybe you didn't like cartoons. Oh. I like baby Looney Tunes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> baby Looney Tunes. <laughs> Favorite emoji. Oh, the the heart with the hands. My favorite. <laughs> Your go-to music genre for a summit dance party. Mm. Again, I would have to say something like Kate Trinata. And what is Kate Trinata? What is that music genre? What? I also, say? Is it like, I don't know. 
It's hard. You know, it's interesting. It's the fact to... that it's hard for you to just blurt the answer out is because a lot of the music is like a lot of fusion stuff now. It definitely is. I wouldn't know what to categorize Kichinata as. Yeah, it's like R&B, electronic. Yeah. Kind of vibes. Yeah. Yeah, very dancey. Like if if you can't dance the Kichinata, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm already dancing and, I don't, and they're not even on. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just thinking about a song. Yeah. What is your go-to dance move? I would say my my two steps. Your two steps? <laughs> my two yeah. steps with a little spin. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. Two step to the the, the swirly twirl spin. Mm-hmm. Favorite music artist right now, or who are you listening to the most at the moment? You know what's so funny? Oh it's my not gosh. my favorite because I have a lot of favorites. I can't pin it down to one person, but one album that I was I'm recently listening to is Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie, wow. Rob Zombie, Hellbilly. Yeah. Okay, I did not expect that I answer. Love, I'm super into Living Dead Girl song right now. It's so good. There we go. You got that eclectic taste. <laughs> App you are currently using the most besides Instagram. All trails. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to All Trails, Dempsey Shout Marks. Out to all Trails. Miss <laughs> Sweat So Good over here has an upcoming collaboration with All Trails. What a major yes. uh you know collab that will be where are you guys going mm-hmm. we're doing the so we're gonna do the i think it's called the riverside trail mount hollywood glendale peak okay yeah griffith park area yes. always solid very accessible always great for group hikes community mm-hmm. group hikes favorite superhero favorite superhero too bad I'm not into superheroes like that. That's okay. You don't have to like have a favorite superhero if you're not into it. My dad is my superhero. Damn, <laughs> with the slick answer. <laughs> Good answer. Best answer. If you could be any animal, what would you be? I would be an eagle. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? I would do the 90s, honestly. I feel like they had some really dope dance scenes in the 90s. 90s hip-hop and R&B? Oh, my goodness. That's the golden era for me. Mm -hmm. Cuddle with a baby panda or a baby penguin? Baby panda. Describe yourself in three words. Sweet, honest, caring. What a great catch. <laughs> All right. Here's the final question of the rapid fire question section. You ready? All right. Yeah. Favorite sound. Ocean waves. Which is why you love the Santa Monica mountains. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you chose it over the San Gabriel's, right? It's closer <laughs> yes, to the exactly. coast than the ocean. <laughs> I could literally fall asleep to that sound. It's so relaxing. Yeah, it's very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. All right. That concludes the rapid fire question section. And we're pretty much nice. at the end of the episode. But I always turn the spotlight back to the guest, Miss V, Miss Rep the Sweat, Miss Sweat So Good. Do you have any final thoughts you want to share You know, to the listeners? It could be about the outdoors or it doesn't have to be. What would you like your final thought to be? 
Um, my final thought would be tying back into wellness and feeling like your highest self. I feel like a lot of people um, tend to think of their highest self when they're like their most fit, their most successful, their most um, happy. But at the same time, we, we don't always want to make that our, our, where we feel our highest self because what happens when you're not your most successful, when you're not your fittest or you're not as happy? This is when you need to give yourself the most love and you deserve the most love when you're your most successful and when you're not. So sometimes like me personally, I had to think about um, rewire my brain and think about what my definition of self-love is. And it's not when I'm my most whatever. It's when I'm present, when I'm open to opportunities and to new beginnings. And I know that it won't always be great. And I'm aware of that, but I will always make the best out of every situation. And I'm aware of who I share my energy with and who I share experiences and time with. So I'll leave you guys with that. <laughs> wow, V, that was probably one of the most special and powerful thoughts that I've heard as a final thought. That's beautiful and definitely a different take on how most people look at success or view themselves in life. Yeah, so you wanna make sure you you have love for yourself and, and, and you, yeah, when you have your lowest times and your best times, you deserve all that love for yourself all the time. Self-love, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, everybody, we are at the end of the episode. Veronica Castro, Sweat So Good, Just Trek Podcast, Elevation is our recreation, and yes. we are out. Yes, thank Peace. you so much. Peace, y'all. <laughs>Thank you, gracias and salamat for tuning in to the entire episode. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are streaming on all the major platforms. If you want to send me a message, email justtrekofficial at gmail.com or slide in my DMs on Instagram at just.trek or on my personal at justrock, J-U-S-T-R-O-C. If you would like to support my creative endeavors, check out the merch store on justtrek.net slash shop. For more outdoor inspiration, make sure to check out our website. We have blogs, vlogs, and trip reports. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a wonderful day. And please remember to just keep on trekking.